The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Brand new episode, I think you're going to like it. It's Like a Meatloaf. The name of the episode is Like a Meatloaf. I love meatloaf. The meatloaf, not the singer. I mean, the sing- well, now see, now I'm confused. All right, uh, yes, to Stanley. Here, let's take a drink to Stanley. There we go. All right. Mm. Yeah, good episode uh, coming up. Uh, stay till the very end because Jimmy is going to interview the stars and writers of Ready Player One. And uh, he's going to review Ready Player One. And uh, some of the guys at the table have also seen Pacific Rim 2. They're going to review it for you as well. There's a bit of a... I won't say dis... Well, no, it's a disagreement. Yeah, there's a disagreement about uh, Pacific Rim 2. So uh, (laughs) stick around for that. We also talk about uh, the Black Panther phenomenon that's happening right now. Shannon actually likes Krypton. Who'd have thought? And we uh, raise a glass to uh, Toys R Us and to Stanley. Stanley. Stanley's fine. There's just a story about him at the end. It's not a sad Stanley story. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, stick around. Good episode. I'm 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 happy to be back in the basement with the guys, and I'm happy that you guys enjoy this that we do. And uh, we're coming up on ten years as a podcast, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, uh, there will be parties. We'll tell you about them coming up. But uh, right now, we'll get to the episode. I want to thank all of our sponsors that make it possible. Of course, Doctor Volt's Comet Connection. Don't forget that on Saturday, March thirty first. Uh, very, very soon, back issues and graphic novels will be 20 to 50% off. So that's a great time to stock up. Open seven days a week, hold services free. With that, you get a 10% discount of purchases over $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Also, our friends at Cabin Fever. Hi, Dave. Action figures, playing cards, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, all kinds of stuff. Located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever is so much more than a card store. You could get lost in there. There's so much stuff. Also want to thank our friend uh, Chef Daniel. He has opened up the Twin Sons Cafe. Yes, his dream was to open a restaurant, and he has done it. And he is now serving breakfast and lunch every day, but Tuesday he describes the food as Americana with a Southwest Mexican influence. He can accommodate all sorts of diets as well. He just wants to serve you a good, wholesome meal at 2305 South Highland Drive in Salt Lake. Go see Daniel. Also, Black Velvet Boutique. Uh, Don't forget this, that uh, if you go see them today, mention Geek Show and receive 30% off all lingerie. Yeah, they're they're doing a clearance sale, but you got to mention Geek Show. When you buy the lingerie, you get 30% off. Open seven days a week at 293 South State in Clearfield. Go see them. Also, Valley Office Systems. Stop buying disposable office printers off the shelf at that big box store. You get the highest quality commercial grade printers from Valley Office Systems for a whole lot less than you would expect. ValleyOfficeSystems.com. All right. It's like a meatloaf, and it's a brand new episode. We'll get to it coming up. Please to enjoy. Rico or Kyocera. That should mean something to you especially if you're looking for a copier or printer because they're considered the highest quality printers and copiers. And Valley Office Systems can put Rico or Kyocera in your office for a lot less than you probably thought. Plus, the service to back them up. Set up your free consultation 
at valleyofficesystems.com and find out what it's like to have the best. And welcome to the basement. <laughs> oh, it's fucking good to be here, man. What? Yay! Hold on, I gotta do it. Hold on. Spring break! 1999! Lake Havasu forever! It is. That's right, it is. It's oh, it is this week for you, isn't it? Sort of. Sort of? It's just springtime now. Yeah. We're back I mean, in the day. That means we have one or two more snowstorms yet but, to come. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been like a decade, right, since I've been doing what I do? I think so, yeah. And like, I remember back in the like, spring break would happen. Me and the, all the other seven plays, we'd go get <laughs> fucking wrecked. Yeah. On the last day. No, I went home and took a nap and got up and made a meatloaf. <laughs> You've matured. And then I was like, and I'm going like to Like a meatloaf. I'm going yeah. <laughs> to get drunk and fucking wreck this town. I'm like, well, I think I'm actually just going to work on that online course and go to a couple job interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Do the C- computer-based training. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> work on getting my relicensure going, you know. Okay. <laughs> you know, got to keep up with my certificates. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to keep up with his certificates. He's Jay Whitaker. Hey, what's up? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good morrow. Uh, <laughs> did, did I do that right? Is it good morrow the last one? Yeah. Yeah. Sh- sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. good. Or goodness. Yeah, what's up, shit? Um, what's this? Uh, what's we record this? Uh, this is the uh, 26th of oh, yeah, uh, March. 26th yeah. of March. Uh, so that means uh, this week I got a show at the Green Pig. Green Pig Gives. We've been kicking ass on hey, these shows. Hey, what day is that? It's on a Thursday. Thursday. Hey, I get paid, and I'll, I'm that, off. Maybe I'll come. Yeah, it's going to be a dope show. I got Brian McDonald on the show, Abby Harrison, Guy Seidel. Oh, groupie, Guy Seidel? Yeah, he's going to be cool. I love that dude. And we're raising money for the Humane Society nice. of Utah. So what the hell is a Thursday? Is it Tuesday or Thursday? Uh, it's it's, it's, Thursday. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Thursday. Thursday. It's excuse me Thursday. Oh, Thursday. I'm Thursday. sorry. I've been yes. I've been playing a lot of a lot of Wolfenstein lately. So yes, you my, have. Depending, on, <laughs> depending on the bar, <laughs> you may or may so not be fun. thirsty. That game's so good. <laughs> I beat it. It's so fun. Oh yeah, love uh, that game. Um, and then uh, come see me, wise guys. Uh, April sixth and seventh, I'll be doing some shows there. And then May seventeenth and eighteenth, I will be at the Carson City uh, Nugget Casino. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some fucks will be there. All right. He'll be there. He's Shannon Barnson. Yeah, Carson City. I'm going to go see my other family. <laughs> <laughs> In Nevada, the Silver State. Do you know their names still? Huh? Do you know their names still? I got them written down. Oh, okay. Sounds good. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> In the Rolodex. You don't need to, you don't, you don't need to What's remember. What's that family's name in Carson City? Oh, yeah. Carson oh, yeah, City it's... family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wife, Yolanda. Son, Carson. <laughs> Son, Carson. Helps Carson you, 2. Helps you remember. Daughter, Carson City 3. With an I. <laughs> just makes it easier to remember. Dog, shithead. Yeah. Oh, I named that one after the dog of the jerk. Um, yes. So, yeah. Uh... <laughs> When I'm not visiting my other family in Carson City, <sighs> or uh, suffering through horrible job interviews, fuck job interviews, everyone. Fuck them in their job interview figurative assholes. So oh. glad you talked me out of my job interview. Yeah. You did. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Did I really? Oh, yeah. You might, be, you might have been drunk. Oh, no. When you were like, I'm going to go. I was like, oh, don't no, do no, that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, remember that. It was like he was coaching himself, but through me. I was, yeah. I was the Shannon avatar. <laughs> uh, come to the goddamn pub quiz. I'm telling you what. It's been super fucking fun lately. Um, uh, we had a tie for first place this week. So we're like. I, 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 how did you decide? Well, usually like we, me and Brian will scramble and we'll try to oh, find okay. some tiebreaker questions. And we said, 
Nah, fuck that. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it was John Beck and this guy, Brian, that used to come all the time. And, uh, yeah, good time. Uh, lucky 13, 830. Get there a little fucking early. And, and if you don't, fucking bitch to me that you can't get a seat. Exactly. Jesus Christ. It's a super popular place and we're just fucking great. Yeah. Just <laughs> fucking great. Just fucking great. Just fucking great. He didn't go to that job interview. <laughs> Shannon <laughs> talked about him. On I advice from counsel, he's Lee George Yeah, I, by the way, I have a check for you. Oh, thank God. For, for your legal counsel. <laughs> thank God, because I'm like seriously at the point in my life where I'm like, I can spend $32 a day. Well, the check's for vegan jerky. <laughs> yeah, so. that's all it's redeemable for, because that's currency in Kedistan. You can give me mine in two years. <laughs> yeah, the People's Republic. Is that the cryptocurrency? Of yeah, it's a cryptocurrency. Get back in mine. Stop <laughs> crying, orphan. You get one jerk coin uh, per day. You Can dig? You put jerky in pan, you bring to Gulag. <laughs> we make more jerky. Excuse me, Grand Leader, can we just have one real jerky? No. Oh. What is wrong with your accent? He's real. <laughs> I, I've been in mine so long, my accent has changed. Quiet. Ox is supreme leader. Can't make jerky from leader. My wife. My wife. That is Kazakhstan. It's quite this bordering town from this is Kedistan. K- Kedistan. Uh, you know, uh, the, the worst year of my life, my strangely so enough, pale. was spent in Carson City, Nevada. Really? Yeah, I was, I was actually homeless in Carson City, Nevada. Uh, I've, I've, I've talked about being homeless as a child. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my, my first grade year of, of life, age of seven, we were homeless, living in a campground right outside of Carson City, Nevada, as my dad was a nighttime bartender at the Ormsby House. I don't know. This sounds like a Johnny Paycheck song to me. Yeah. Well, it could have been. It could have been. And then my mom and dad's Volkswagen was stolen. And we had to, uh, we had to pick it up from. We had to pick it up from a junkyard where it had been abandoned. And I remember being so excited because my Klingon phaser pistol was right behind the driver's side seat. And those were very hard to find, being that they were red instead of the off blue. Ah. Wow. Silver lining. <laughs> you should have just don't. went and stayed with Shannon's family. Yeah. Uh, well, they weren't Shannon's Yolanda's family yet. Opened it. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I wasn't. Uh, no, that's Because he was five. Okay. Right. Yeah, he hadn't done that yet. So, so kids, you, you like the Patreon, right? You like, you know, you get on there and you go, hey, I like this guy with his with his uh, cool projects that he does, and he's got the Patreon. Well, I don't have Patreon, but what I do have is oh. jerky. So, wow. If, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's like, it's like <laughs> Tasty Patreon that you don't have to sign up to Patreon for. All you have to do is uh, hop on Etsy or go to FreshEats.com. You can get some Wait. really fresh, tasty jerky. I think I could translate that. Yeah. I think I'm going to be your business manager. Okay. Uh, like, I I, get another paycheck. So what he's saying <laughs> is that if you buy his jerky, yeah. you support his drawing and other weird shit he wants to do. Including being here on Geek Show. Yeah. Because frankly, you know, if I had to go to that job interview that yeah, Shannon yeah. talked me out of, I might not be here today. That's I true. might be, you know, being That's Johnny true. Paycheck. You would be. Right. Instead of, instead of being a freelance paint slinger like I'm doing on the side now. So anyway, the jerky, you can get at uh, FreshEats.com or on Etsy. Just look for Fresh Vegan Foods. And uh, thanks to Stuart, our friend Stuart Lloyd. He ordered a whole case. He did. Yeah. So you order a whole case. We'll wave shipping because we love you. And uh, we just added two new flavors. We've got a smoky maple and a, uh, a ghost pepper. That we call the Burninator flavor. Um, the entire thing's a walking Homestar Runner joke. So, yes, Trogdor. Um, yeah, Trogdor. It's it's. I'm going to keep that there until those bros champs sue me, and then <laughs> I'll say, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I'll buy Toys R Us and I'll transfer the debt over to that. You still got that storefront? <laughs> uh, for the time being, yeah. Oh, jeez. 
I mean, seriously, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to put up a, a liquidation sign, see if it works as well as the Toys R Us sign. Right. So, I don't know how to follow this. He doesn't know, know how, how to follow this. It's all about your Patreon. He's Jimmy Martin, yeah. everyone. Hi! Watch me on KSL, Big Blue Mouth Off. You can listen to me on Geek Show, Mediocre Show, and Reby and Slug. Something's right. different. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that joke is for us. But luckily, you slipped and fell in a bucket of $6,000. <laughs> yeah, so the sitcom that we call That's Our Jimmy. Even St- He's totally even Steven from Seinfeld. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just uh, That's So Raven? It'd just be That's So Jimmy? That's So Jimmy. Okay. Yeah, it's like, uh-oh. We we owe somebody ten thousand dollars. Oops! I fell in a bucket of cash. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> that well, is that is very much the behavior that I've come to expect from Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the long title. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the long title. Well, it's kind of funny though because it's it's not that he just got the exact amount of money he needed. There's like an extra fifty. Yeah, you know, you're like, <laughs> no, I think you're coming out a grand up, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna buy lottery yeah, tickets too. Piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love it. I fucking love it. Well, I fuck always, me. I always tell the story of you know how we were driving down to San Diego, oh, passing time, through Nevada. No, every time. Every time he stopped and got to Scratcher, it would. Everything's coming hey, up, guys, Jimmy. Look, I, I got the car. If there had been anybody else, I would have just suspected that they maybe loaded their pocket up with fifties before they came. Yeah. Look, I got fifty bucks. I, I was like, no, that. no. He's, that's not. I feel that's like hilarious. I'm being attacked. I was asleep in the. <laughs> not. I was asleep in the minivan a lot. Oh. What you do is not gonna sleep in that minivan, huh? Do we do Tony? Oh. We haven't done Tony. No. Oh. He wasn't asleep. Hi, in the Tony. <laughs> Tony was not asleep in the minivan. I was not. Tell us about your Patreon. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I actually uh, do have a Patreon <laughs> for Gadget Spot. <laughs> so, so there's that. Oh, Egg was just on uh, there. Yeah, yeah, Egg was on the last episode yeah. of Gadget Spot. I, know I had to let his dog out. Did he win? Uh, he did. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he won, but we're going to ship it to him soon. Uh, no, he didn't win anything. Um, <laughs> so, so don't look for anything in your mail, Egg. Look uh, at my mail. I can bring yeah. it to him. He lives right upstairs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he does this a lot. What's <laughs> burning? <laughs> uh, yeah. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the Gadget Spot with uh, Jaron Owen and a guest of whoever we can find for the week. Right. And uh, that's that's about it. For I'll tell me. you what. Uh, Jen hasn't seen you in a while. Yeah. And when you got out of the car, she went, "Oh, look at his beard!" <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Still there. Still still long. Is, are, is that as long as it's going to get, or are you yeah. letting it go? I just let it go, and when it gets kind of frizzy, I trim it. That's about eight we're, inches we're now? Or? To, uh, it's when it tangles in his pubes. It's good, eight, nine inches. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he geez. said he was going to keep growing it until the church allowed same-sex marriage. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, well that's good. Sure. You shave your head, take off that hat uh, at Fan X, Brian Posehn. <laughs> Cosplay, right there. That gave some weight, too. Brian Posehn has uh, a shorter beard than this, doesn't he? Yes. I was going to say. Yes, he does. His beard. Brian Posehn, 2012. <laughs> All right. There you go. You know right. who should grow a beard? Hey, guys. Our um, host? Yeah, Carrie yeah, Jackson. Grow a beard, Carrie. I wouldn't Carrie mind saying that. No, I wouldn't mind. What the fuck? What's he going can't. on? He can't. I just won't. No, no, no I can't. Can. Look no, at that can. scruff. I can, but he I won't. How often? That's my try. Let's see. See if you were if you were a smarter man, Carrie, you would have realized that what I was doing was double dog daring you to grow. Oh, beard. I see. But How? no, you don't. You don't understand manipulation. <laughs> How often do you shave? Carrie? I think Carrie would have a luxurious beard. It, it, it would be pretty good. You yeah. sweet summer be, child, you just don't understand no. the wilds of manipulation. I about every three days I shave. Three days. Every three, three days. Four, every what, three what, or four. What is, what is your regimen? In the shower. Okay. Yeah, that's why I do it too. All. 
in the shower. How do you see what you're doing? I have a mirror. With okay. your, yeah, it's called a mirror, stupid. <laughs> with your they shower, fog, do they fog up? With no. your shower-based trauma, you, it's you an can... anti-fog mirror. What? Yeah. Those you... anti-fog, does it oh. really not anti-fog, though? It works. Where the fuck did you get it? Because it never, never worked for me. No, it's about to be on. So with your shower-based trauma, you actually can hold a sharp instrument <laughs> to your throat. Yeah. You're not thinking about dongs? No. Okay. Because right. I'm... I have the privacy of What's my own dog. Now that now your your anti your anti fog mirror. He's perfectly comfortable with his dog. Yes. Is your anti fog mirror is that about about dong height? No. When you're shaving, it could be because well, it's, I mean, it's on it's on suction his, cups. Well, I, I suction cup it to the top. Yeah. yeah. And then I get the Kiehl's uh, shaving uh, stuff. Oh, uh-huh. okay, American and, Psycho. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is that like a shaving? You know what? I've, been, I've switched to uh, Cremo. And it's bourbon scented. Really? So I feel like I'm drinking in the morning. I love it. <laughs> I use Crisco, and I smell like a donut when I get out of the shower. I have a different uh, several applications after I shave. Because I don't know if you can tell, my skin is very sensitive. Mm-hmm. You're a sensitive kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I use Africa's Best. It's made in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It's, it's made in Georgia. It's called Africa's Best? <laughs> and it's made in it's Georgia. It's funny that we're talking about uh, shit. I fucking cut myself shaving for the first time in 30 years. Yeah. Yesterday. I. No, no, like uh, earlier this week. Look, and good. It's under my glasses. Oh, oh right there. I've yeah. done that there. Why, yeah. were you, oh. why, why were you shaving right under your eye? Because yeah. oh, it gets I, whiskers I was, I was there. Hung, oh, no, I was hung over it in a rush. I just kind of went, Bleh, I'll just shave off part of I've my cheek. That. I've I, done that. I use a safety but razor. Like I have a vibrating uh, uh, razor. <laughs> yeah, see, like. Perfect for the shower. Well, yeah. Well, I use a hedgehog. <laughs> I go to a guy named Dustin. <laughs> I use a nice safety razor because that's all that. My skin can handle because black skin like mm-hmm. bumps up a lot. I, I use the same uh, razor I've been using for 17 years. My dad uses the street razor. Yeah, no, that shit works. Uh, yeah. That's, that's uh, Dustin at uh, Liberty Wells Barbershop. He'll he'll straight razor your neck. Yeah. He'll do your he'll do the the hot lather. And I can't uh, do, go there every day. I went, I went you to, can you can. I went to one place and they you know the chair tilts back and where they give you like you know mm-hmm. a, a shave and on top of the ceiling was a, a Sweetie Todd poster. Okay, um, nice. that would freak me out. Uh, Dust, <laughs> Dustin, <laughs> kind of did. Dustin tends your to be hairy playing. ass though. They probably use a weed whacker. Dustin tends to either <laughs> or be playing or <laughs> Dustin tends to either be playing wrestling or Point Break. Okay, so you can choose to go there every day. Thor's nickname. I can only get it. I don't know if you <laughs> can tell, but Jimmy shaved just before he got here. Just before he got here, yeah. so he's got I like a tell. seven o'clock shadow. Yes. <laughs> yep. I actually did. I'm totally <laughs> fucked with you. Okay. It's like that episode where Homer yeah, he just <laughs> shaves and all it just goes. <laughs> I like the. Oh, I've had people. Like, com- oh, go ahead. I like the ones that use flame. They just wave a candle in front no. of your face. I've had people actually tell me, they're like, why do you have a beard on the news? I was like, I shaved 30 minutes before I went there. <laughs> <laughs> I, no one rec- I was at Quarters last night. No one recognized me because I shaved. Like, I haven't just... You went to where? Quarters, the new arcade that bar. That arcade bar. Oh, yeah. That we I should know this place. We should cool. do something there. Pretty cool. Well, okay. we're, we're talking. Yeah? Yeah, we're talking. Apparently, like, there was a line out the door and shit, though. Eh, yeah. Not necessarily a line out the door. Not for Jay. Yeah. That's Jay Whitaker. <laughs> oh, did you? Don't you know who I am? You're no, I just yeah, he just scrolled, I just, scrolled no, on I just through. Happened, oh, because I saw it was you and uh, Kat and Kat, Kari, Kari and, and Tui. Like mm-hmm. we just rolled out. And then guys, you guys, and then you went to karaoke too. Yeah, cosplay. Kar- I got fucked up last night. Yeah. <laughs> guys, I can so, get this all in. I'll just use a lottery ticket. Be fine. That's true. <laughs> I saw um, those tickets don't even apply to it, and it still works for Jimmy. You go to I hell. Saw, I saw. <laughs> I saw that video of uh, Kiki, who's been on the show. Yes. Yeah. Um, doing. Uh, Proud Mary in, oh, yeah. in the uh, Spider Woman. Spider Woman. And I was so. Does she rock it like Tina Turner style? Yes. She did. Nice. No, like, like she fucking killed it. But she's in this um, outfit, and it's. Uh, at first, I thought all she was wearing was the white stuff because of the yeah, lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh. Kiki. 
what the hell? Yeah. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, oh, yeah. it's just red. And it was a little lady that was like, I thought she was just like in this weird like bikini thing. And I was like, oh, oh. goddamn, Kiki has stepped it up a notch. Does she rock the, the, the Ike's, Ike part two? That's my job. No, no, that's a deep voice. No, yeah. she just, but she just did the. I forget. I was drunk, but I, <laughs> I, remember, I saw it on Instagram. She was I doing the whole she dance, was dancing and shit. Oh, that's awesome. Shout out to Kiki, man. Yeah. she was killing it. All right, well, let's. Uh, let's oh yeah, the show. Yeah, <laughs> should we have one story before our break? Yeah, we have, we have, we have time to, to We're raise serving stories. Raise our glass to Stanley. No, no, yeah, <laughs> not this week. I read a sad fucking story. Well, about yeah. him. I'm, I've got that coming okay, up. Okay, I, I took all that money. Um, but uh, let's raise a glass to whom? Stanley. To, I know who it is. To, to Toys R Us. Yeah. Oh, oh god damn it! And the founder of Toys R Us. Yeah. What a week to die, right? Crazy. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Wait, what? What? So they announced. Yeah. yeah they announced that uh, Toys R Us is closing, and that uh, they're you know just kind of selling. Egg just texted us from from one of them, and he said that it was depressing in there. Okay. Uh, but they're they're closing their stores in in the United States and Canada. So and not because they couldn't keep up with online sales. Yeah. People. That's got nothing to do with it. No. Uh, they, they got fucking lazy. Yeah. They slipped. Well, and they just weren't. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it, when, when I would go in there, I'd have to look around for a cashier. Yeah. You know? Mm. Right. I would have but to go, I'd like to buy. The, 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 big, the big story being in 2005, they were, they were taken over by a company that then unloaded all of its debt onto the company. Yeah. So they could not Was afford. Was it Mittens? Yeah, Mitt they, could, they could not afford to actually keep up with infrastructure changes. They needed to keep up. It with. was Bain Capital. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Should we? He's running for the office here. Should we just like go show up with signs? And he's like, "You killed Toys R Us. Yeah. You killed." Well, you know when he had when he had Jeffrey strapped to the chair and he's like, "To the roof of the car." After Toys R Us is in flames, then you have permission to die, Mister Giraffe. That's right. I'll be honest; I got a little sad about it. Yeah. I did. I am sad I too because like some of my fondest memories are just toy well, hunts, like and us going on toy hunts and uh, shit. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, he was ninety-four. Okay. The so that's mostly what his last name's Lazarus. So you know, he could come back. That's true, Charles He'll be, Lazarus. He'll be back. Founder of the retail chain Toys R Us died at the age of 94, just a week after the company announced its plans to close the stores. Yep. So, so good job yeah. for killing an old man. Poetic. There it's almost go. poetic. No, but I was actually thinking, like, you know, probably, I don't know, five, ten years under my age, maybe even, you know, younger than Tony, like, people don't know a world without the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they'll never know that world. These kids coming up now will never know a toy store. Yeah. Right. Or Everyone's never, gone. And they, they'll never uh, no, not know uh, training to how not to get shot at school, too. Uh, <laughs> so it's just a fun time for toys, kids. Toys R Us. I mean, my mom My mom was a uh, you know, single mom. And when I was four or five years old, living in uh, Van Nuys, California, we would drive to the Burbank Toys R Us. I took you to the Burbank Toys R Us. Yeah, home. I remember. Uh, so there's a Toys R Us on Sepulveda Boulevard that we'd go to. My mom yeah, would bring. I remember that one. Uh, yeah, I bring, remember that one. She'd bring a she'd bring a roll of dimes with her because you know she she was a waitress, so she got paid usually got tips from sure. You know when your when your when your breakfast is a dollar ninety nine, you tip fifty cents, right? Uh, so she'd bring a roll of dimes, and uh, I could pick out a Mego figure. So mm-hmm. that was like every other Tuesday we'd yeah. go down there. So it was you know Batman or or Robin because they were they were two ninety nine. So there'd usually be enough money left over to go and buy a house. <laughs> it's pre inflation. <laughs> yeah. So my two favorite memories of Toys R Us. Seriously, one is back in the day when they used to when you get a video game, you had to take the ticket yeah. to the little pawn shop fucking uh-huh. window. 
and then they had to have it, and I'll never forget they were sold out of Super Mario Bros. 3, and the lady in front of me was returning it because she was mad at her kid. <laughs> so I was like, I'll take it. Yeah. You know? He didn't do his fucking homework. <laughs> not, not only that, she handed you 50 bucks. Uh, my, yeah, she probably did. She bought it for me. Uh, <laughs> no, but my other favorite one is my dad went to, uh, I probably said this before, he was went to go, I think Christmas Eve, to get my brother Double Dragon on uh, NES. And was sitting out back where the trucks load, like that, sitting around in a uh, circle with other guys, just smoking cigars. He goes, This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, toy stores. <laughs> Do you remember, like, being a kid and going to a fucking toy store? Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. This is KB? KB, KB, Lionel Play World. And uh, my favorite thing my dad ever said, Goldenrod, God bless his soul. Uh, we were in a Lionel Play World. And, you know, I had my allowance saved up to buy whatever G.I. Joe yeah. set I was going to get or whatever. And there's all these kids in there, and they're fucking crying and acting like pieces of shit because we're in Utah, right? Okay. And, uh, okay. <laughs> bad parenting. I see it all the time. Um, <laughs> and my dad just looked at me, and he goes, I don't know why they let kids in this goddamn place. <laughs> Brilliant. At a fucking toy store. Yeah. No, I remember, yeah, no, the, the first round of them, it was, it was uh, KB. Well, it was Lionel Playworld went first. Went out first. And I remember... That's here. Yeah. Lionel Playworld didn't exist. Any. It, yeah. it, it, no, it was in Atlanta. Well, and it was in Arizona. But Toys R Us, like where I grew up, yeah. Toys R Us was the only toy store. Well, they, the, when the Lionel went out of business, I remember I was living in Ogden at the mm-hmm. time. And I remember I went in there looking for stuff. And I, to this day, regret... Because they had a ton of Migos. Yep. Migo mm-hmm. figures. And they were like two bucks each. And I didn't buy any of them. And Ly- I should Lionel, have. Lionel had a weird thing going on, especially the one in Ogden, because I went there with my friend Sandro. And they had all of these fucking Takara figures from the late 70s. And this is like 1980, uh, no, 1990, 1991. Yeah. And there's all this shit. Yeah, from I the, remember like when they, when they were going out of business, all of a sudden all yeah. this shit showed it's up like, in like the it's like something, early 80s and 70s. Something from the back part of the warehouse <laughs> in that building came out. And like, like Micronauts oh, and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember being there with like 28 bucks going, well, I need a lot more than this. Yeah. Okay, okay I got to ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are talking about Migos. Yes. How do you spell that? M E G O S. Yes. Okay, because I'm thinking of Migos, like M-E-G. the rap group. <laughs> well, well, no, we, now you know Spider-Man it's against and the, the Star Trek ones. Okay, those right. were uh, those old like GI Joe. Okay, so those yeah. are me. Those were action figures. Jay, I, I would think you were very aware of the fact that. It's like completely illegal to buy any member of the Migos. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, you gotta, uh, have, you gotta have two uh, E's to make the long E bougie. sound. Those, were, those are pronounced Megos. No, you're wrong. Like Legos. I will launch you out of the fucking sun. <laughs> no, it, it's chill out. Everything's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's me as an M E. Yeah. 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 Those were those and GI Joe were like the only action figures prior to Star Wars. Yeah. Megos. Yeah. We used to have a, a Lionel Playworld and a Toys R Us right next to each other. Really? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Because really? here, here, Lionel Playworld closed See, and Toys R Us opened. <laughs> Check. I didn't build a fucking thing. Yeah, they were, they were giving away $50 bills to anybody named Jimmy that walked down. Is your name Jimmy? <laughs> Shit, I need to claim that before they go out of business. <laughs> anything you, anything you can there. fit in a cart's yours. <laughs> but, and, and here's the thing is that speaking of the uh, the Migos, Tony, I've been... Megos. Uh, I've been buying... <laughs> Ever since that day that I regretted not getting, I've been buying either, you know, actual Migos offline or uh-huh. whatever, but also buying, because they started making... You're buying the $40 ones yeah, now. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like Migo-like ones. The recreations. Yeah, the recreations. See all those on that line there, those Star yeah. Trek ones right there? Those yeah. are all recreations. They're not actual Migos. They're hmm. they're just recreations of the ones that I regret not buying. Because they didn't make... And they're like they 3,000... 
percent more. Yeah. They didn't make Chekhov and Sulu exactly, in the and line. so the, this is an expanded line of. Uh, so there's Captain Pike. There's you know, and those those Ooh. big ones up there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss big Star Wars shit. are are big versions of them, right? <laughs> no, those, those are big versions of, of the of the Kenner uh, oh. Star Trek figures. Yeah. Okay. But uh, see and see that line up there. They're like Mego recreations of. Batman 66 based on the actors. So uh, you can see the Cesar Romero Joker. Happened. Those never happened. And uh, you can see the Frank Gorshin Riddler. Okay. And uh, the King Tut, of course. Especially because like <laughs> the old Mego figures, um, none of them had gloves on. Yeah. Like all their all their outfits were like pajamas. <laughs> <They> were, like, <laughs> pajamas. No matter, like even if they had uh, well, you, gloves, you like the, Batman still had just like bare yeah. Well, you remember well, the look, hands. At, look at Spider-Man right there. Yeah. No and, gloves and, on his hands. And you remember the Human Torch one. Yeah, it was it was just it was flaming pajamas. pajamas. Yeah, yeah. My sister, just like like yeah. yeah. My my, sister, actually, a lot of kids in the seventies wore flaming pajamas too. Yeah. My I sister, think I've got one in the next room. I'll show you. My sister pissed me off so bad because uh, she had a Supergirl figure, yeah. and I had for probably two years been trying to talk my mom into getting Uhura and Scotty because mm-hmm. I, I wanted the full bridge crew. Finally, get Uhura. My sister then decides that Supergirl needs uh, black boots and not. The red boots. So she takes Uhura's black boots, puts them on her Supergirl figure. And it's like you can have the red ones; they match her shirt. <laughs> it's, no, that's no, not accurate. Still, still don't have still not don't talk to her. her yeah, no, no. <laughs> she's, she's been on timeout for like thirty-five right. years after I laid blows upon her. <laughs> anyway, but to, this is, it's it's a fucking thing. To we, another reason. Hey, <laughs> another reason why I really believe we're in the cancer verse. Oh, okay. The Toys R Us's are closing. After these messages, we'll be right back. Or will we? With Megos. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Let's see what's happening in the month of March 2018 at Dr. Volt's. On Saturday, March 31st, all back issues and graphic novels will be 20 to 50% off. That's a great chance for you to save some money at Dr. Volt's that day. Also look for Immortal Men. There is a secret history to the DC Universe of heroes who have protected humanity from the shadows since the dawn of time and who can live forever. Enter the Immortal Men. Superstar writer Jim Lee headlines on this next chapter of the new wave of DC heroes. Look for Oblivion Song by Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. Image presents Oblivion Song. A decade ago, 300,000 citizens of Philadelphia were suddenly lost in oblivion. The government made every attempt to recover them, but after many years, they gave up. Nathan Cole won't. He makes daily trips, risking his life to try and rescue those still living in the apocalyptic hellscape of oblivion. But maybe Nathan is looking for something else. Why can't he resist the siren call of oblivion song? Also, Dr. Bolts wants you to be aware of Edison Bell, the original maker. Velody Studios' latest Kickstarter project is Edison Bell, the original maker. Edison Bell reprints over 500 pages of stories and do-it-yourself projects from the golden age of comics. Read along as Edison Bell foils kidnappings and saboteurs with homemade inventions and then instructs you on how you can build them at home. Back to Kickstarter today. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount of purchases over $20 or more. And the previous catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Hi, I'm JD. I'm Peterson. This is Spencer. And we're the 3-Bit Gamer Show, where we fight about video games. No, we don't. Yeah, we really do. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at 3-Bit Gamer Show. Pants are optional. Hey, are you doing all the work? I mean, are you having groceries, ingredients shipped to your home, and then you're doing all the work? I mean, really, you couldn't send me pre-made croutons? I gotta slice the almonds? All that packaging and ice packs, that can't be good for the environment either. 
let Chef Daniel do it for you. Home delivery service geared for those who can't cook or are too busy or have decided to make changes in their diet and don't know where to start. This is from scratch cooking in resealable, reusable containers. Ask Shannon, he's used this service. Menu changes weekly. You can order as much or as little as you like. No commitment to order every week. Daniel can accommodate all food preferences and allergies. Vegan, vegetarian, paleo, gluten, and dairy-free. Daniel sources a lot of ingredients local. He's proud to source and serve a lot of local product. Go to his website, Cantu's Catering, C-A-N-T-U-S Catering.com for more information or to submit a home delivery request or contact Chef Daniel at 801-359-6035. Oh, Daniel can cater your party or special event no matter how big or small. Ask me or Jimmy about that. He's done that for us before. And you get a special discount if you tell Daniel, Geek Show says hey. And we're back. Woohoo! All hey, right. before, we s- before we start, can I make a, a complaint, boss? Sure. sure. Will you make uh, Jay stop making fun of me for wearing a tie? Is he making fun of you? Yeah. Jay, are you making fun of Shannon for wearing a tie? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Jason. I've taken that saying internally, you know, dress for the job that you want, want. Mm-hmm. not the one you have, and I totally want to be a bank teller. Okay. No, you're not with that hat. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. That shit would be funny. If you I want to be the fanciest paperboy of all time. Oh. <laughs> you look good in the tie, man. Uh, Don't make it fun of me then. The sports section's a ripper today, Mr. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Extra, extra. To um, Stanley, everybody. Read all about Stanley. it. He's President fine. President getting what? sued by a fucking porn star. <laughs> He's fine. His money <laughs> does my, my favorite my favorite meme of the week. We've, we've got a president who uh, is fucking porn stars and wants a space army, and I still hate him. I put that <laughs> one out. That was a good one. Yeah, that was you. You made that. That was you. To Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive. No, I stole it. I didn't make it. I just put it out. I thought you made it. Okay. I don't make it. Your meme factory. Uh, Black Panther has broken more records, even more so since the last time. We wow. sat down. It's like it's an unstoppable juggernaut. Well, it is the top grossing superhero film of all time in the United States. Well, even really? more so than Condor Man adjusted for inflation. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so you're saying there's a market for this type of film? No, <laughs> superhero think, movies, yeah. Are you counting inflation for Dolph Lundgren's Punisher? <laughs> <laughs> well, it says here Black Panther's become the top grossing superhero film of all time in North America, not accounting for inflation. Uh-huh. Uh, Disney and Marvel. Uh, reached the milestone as we speak. Uh, passed up the Avengers, which grossed uh, $623.4 million in 2012. Jesus. So the Avengers was number one mm-hmm. up until this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black well, Panther is one of only seven films to ever earn $600 million or more domestically. It currently ranks number six on that list. Well, I mean, so what that we, well, how do we account for this, though? Showgirls? I mean, it can't be the representation because... Um, <laughs> Blank Man had a mostly African-American <laughs> cast as well. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up a low-down, dirty shame, but okay. Oh, my I God. Gone, I would have gone with Meteor Man <laughs> myself. I was, I was gonna, <laughs> Meteor Man was... I liked Meteor that's Man. That's the one I was going to bring up. It was Robert Townsend. Yeah. <laughs> Blank Man had a robot. Ghost Dad. <laughs> what? Had a Spawn. Rapist. Spawn was pretty good. Spawn wasn't bad. I liked Spawn. I um, still liked it. I still like John Leguizamo as fucking oh, clown. He was, he was fucking I liked great. the movie Spawn. Yeah, it was <laughs> creepy. He was super creepy. The Violator. Uh, it has also broken other record. It is the most tweeted about oh, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, well, that's <laughs> not that's, That doesn't surprise me that at all. That doesn't surprise Cause, you? No, because Black Twitter. Oh, I see. Like, and that's that. The award goes to Black Twitter on that one because we 
black There's people. Black just, okay, I'm gonna I'm getting super white right now. What the fuck is black Twitter? It's just basically like just go on go on Twitter and type in hashtag black Twitter, and it's just basically. It, it's it's not like an app. Yeah, it's just the Twitter verse. It's a it's a verse. Yeah, it's, it's not. Are you saying it's not a separate but equal Twitter? Shut the fuck up! This sounds <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Fucking come with better shit than that. That's just that was great. No, that was great. No, it wasn't. That shit, no, I, but, that shit was weak as no, your tie. No. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, burn. oh! But that's a black tie. Uh Oh. It's, not, it's low quality. Oh, okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. This is a fucking Trump tie, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so it's made in China? Let me see that. I ordered it straight from China. Straight no, from China. China. It's a fucking... Oh, this is a good one. It's a that's, a, one. that's a fine one. Oh, it does say Make yeah. America Great Again. <laughs> you do have a weird fold crease on it. Is it a new tie? No. Anyways. Well, why, was it, why was it folded? It's been so an black Twitter is just... Because I wear them like it's once a Twitter year. Verse. <laughs> And it's just it's just basically like a lot of things that uh, okay. that are happening okay. in the black community. I'm, I'm okay. excited. I'm excited about Black Twitter. Yeah. I really am. I think it's really cool. But what I really want to know about is Black Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, First of all, it's Blinterest. <laughs> no, no. I hey, seriously. That was weak, Tony. Yeah. Was that weak? It's about as weak as Shannon's tie. Was that weak, Jay? <laughs> I need a ruling on this. Blinterest. That's just just stupid. See, better than no, weak. Stupid. I, I just, I'll take it. I just want to go to Black Pinterest. No, like Blinterest. Okay. It's basically the point of Black, sitting over the, there in a linen hoodie. The point of me Black Twitter. Weak. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. We got it from. I, you, Fuck it. I'm not I'm not I'm, I'm not doing this right now. Right. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you very quickly what black Twitter is for. Because they thought about uh, shutting down Twitter. The reason why Twitter is so great is it allows people of different ba- uh, people that normally wouldn't organize. Like Twitter's great for rallying people. Oh right? yeah. It's and so that's that's why Twitter was in jeopardy of being shut down a couple years ago, or they were talking tr- trying to make it difficult because black folks can organize. Black Lives Matter organizes through Twitter mm-hmm. oh. a lot, a lot. Yeah. And and other activist groups. I mean, and unfortunately, it, some. Yeah, some. Terrible unfortunately, ones. some others. <laughs> but I mean, like, but but even just. I mean, look at look at what Me Too did. Right. You know, like it's it's it, in uh, Times Up. All these different movements are just so active in Twitter. So when they say Black Twitter, that's just kind of like that 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 uh, Twitterverse. Well, yeah, that actually Twitter-verse. sounds far more significant. Than yeah, Black and, and it's dope, and it's dope. Like anything that like just going on in 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 the Black community, or just even just people mm-hmm. of color, or just any general awareness. You, it's just kind of like a thing that you kind of check. And, and and Black Twitter is hilarious. It's as fucking well. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's why we got Black Hogwarts. Yeah, that's really how bad I am with Twitter. Hogwarts. No, it's just Black Hogwarts. Oh. I like mixing words. <laughs> Okay. That's all. That's oh, stupid. Oh. oh. Tony. All right. All right, Tony. To Stanley. <laughs> yeah, Stanley. He's fine. It's just sweet. Everything's fine. I don't fine. think he is. Um, hey, Stan Lee's going to murder you with his car. He's just taking a nap. I would take that. Okay. All right. I mean, seriously, my epitaph, killed by Stan Lee. I mean, what, what, who wouldn't at this table? We're not putting that it on your headstone. Yeah, well, you're not in charge of We're going to say died headstone. in khakis. <laughs> <laughs> died in khakis. Died in khakis. Murdered by Stan Lee. R.I.P. There's like so much... Dik died in today. No, you just you just know that if if one of us got run down by Stan Lee, we would have a fucking uh, Kickstarter to make sure that that that, that mausoleum had a, a, a three dimensional stone and animatronic recreation. Of I would just put the cast times. of the new fa- uh, Fantastic Four etched on there. Miles mm-hmm. Teller, Black Tastic Four. 
Black Tastic Four? No. I, that's what I want. All right. Uh, the uh, Avengers trailer? Anyone? The Infinity War oh, trailer? I, I was okay. I've, I've yeah, avoided that's it. That's mildly interesting. I saw the, t- the Toy Story 3 Infinity War mashup trailer. That was fantastic. <laughs> so, so are you saying the, the Black Panther 2 trailer's out? No. No. Pretty much. No. That's, I think that's the, the last trailer I saw for Avengers. I think they showed a lot of Black Panther because they realized that it's popular. Oh, yeah. Actually, it's the Thanos show. The Thanos show? Yeah. yeah. Have you because seen it where he, the, with Cap and Thanos at the end? Mm-hmm. Grape Kool-Aid guy finally got his own trailer? He, well, it's his movie, it's, apparently. Yeah. Oh, uh, because it? according to the filmmakers, the, the the Avengers are supporting characters. Yep. You'll see him more than anything. And mm-hmm. and, and Thor. And really? Yeah. Thanos and Thor have the most screen time in this. What about apparently. Alexis Denisov? We'll be getting enough of him. Which one was he? He's he, was de- the, he got killed. Yeah, but he could play the same guy again. The Thor scientist? No, he was one of the, the minions that got killed. He was killed. the guy from Buffy that's married to Willow. Yeah. Okay. I made it, uh, my status on Facebook the other day was, it'll be interesting to see if you'll see Black Panther and uh, Infinity War in the same theater at the same time. Has it ever yeah. happened? Oh, you think it'll last that long in theaters, maybe? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's still number one. Yeah. Maybe not this weekend. Not this we weekend. Record, yeah. but, no. But it's, I mean, one more month. What are you talking about? Number two? I wow. Mean, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, that's that's what they're saying is that it's his movie and the Avengers are just part of it, so that's that's pretty cool. And oh, the the directors like again is the Russo brothers, who uh, can do no wrong. Well, exactly. They they talked about you know how they go to old movies for inspiration. You know, they they have a list for every film they make. And this time they said they did two crime movies from the '90s: John Hertzfeld's Two Days in the Valley and Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight. Out of sight. Oh my god, that's sight. so crazy! We were just talking about that movie. I fucking yeah. loved Out of Sight. Yeah, because we're talking uh, no. about how like shitty the new Soderbergh movie is. Yeah, it's terrible. But, and, but like, and how good his other movies. But can dude, be. Two Days in the Valley is a great movie. I never seen it. Oh, it's so good. That's uh, from. They're both from the '90s. Out of Sight made me believe Jennifer Lopez could act. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's uh, Lopez and, and George, George Clooney. 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 Mm-hmm. No yeah. shit, if you guys want to borrow it, I've got, and, uh, I've got two days in the valley. On um, what's her face playing uh, Cisco? Karen, uh, Karen Cisco? Yeah, Karen Cisco's in it. She's oh, I uh, can't remember. Our lady that we love that she was like Carla in... Gugino. Carla oh, Gugino. Carla Gugino. She played her in the TV series. That's right. Okay, oh, there we yeah. go. But some, oh, no, that's who uh, Lopez played Lopez in the Lopez played yeah. Karen Cisco. That's right. Yeah. That's the confusion. Okay. The one thing with Thanos will be pretty prominent there because there's the scene where he's with Tony, mm-hmm. but then that's the scene with Cap. Cap's in Wakanda, mm-hmm. so he's doing some traveling, if you think about it. I mean, yeah. he's got that giant disc he's playing. Yeah, as I was saying, this is, I'm excited. I mean, like, yeah. I, 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 they, they keep dropping all the new trailers. I'm just like, man, I'm going to see the fucking movie. I'm, I'm, I, that was I'm the tapping last, out. That's yeah. the last trailer I'm watching. That's I stopped, the last I, trailer they're making. Yeah. I'm just excited. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, need to go back and, I need to go back and watch all these Elmo Leonard movies from the 90s where Michael Keaton played the same dude. That's out of sight and what's the other one? Get shorty. Out of sight. Get shorty. Um, and uh, what was the what was the uh, Pam Greer movie? Anaconda. Jackie Brown. Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. Jackie Brown. He played the same character. Yeah. Yep. Same. Yeah, fucking, get shorty. Probably not. But I think Jackie Brown. Yeah. Is same, out of sight. same FBI director. Uh, yeah. Same get FBI. Get the fuck agent. out of here. Yeah. So huh. that, that's like the Avengers. It's a big crossover it universe. And strangely enough, Thanos had a lot to do with all three of those. Movies. Exactly. Wow, that's weird. And Michael Keaton's gonna come back as Batman. But this uh, second and final <laughs> trailer for Inv- Infinity War broke another record. Uh, it was viewed 179 million times in its first 24 hours. And it shows nothing. And my, Yeah, it doesn't give you any really? plot details, really. Well, yeah. Just that he's coming. I showed, he's it, a fuck badass. Up. I showed it on <laughs> yeah. the smart board at the Sev. Yeah. And it, you, God, it might have been like the, the Cubs winning the pennant, man. Kids are jumping around going, ah! 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's breaking records before it's even in theaters. Uh, record holder for the biggest trailer release was the first uh, trailer for Infinity War, racked up 230 million views in its first 24 hours in November. Uh, coming in second place was the first trailer uh, for It. Mm. Remember that one? Yeah. That was huge. Really? Yeah. It was like like a weird situation. I don't yeah. know why it exploded mm-hmm. like it did. But Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. It also is. Uh, oh hell no! It's 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 racking up uh, pre-sales records. Become uh, the theater chain AMC's biggest-selling superhero movie after 72 hours. I, just, I want which just, tripled the record held by Black Panther. That's just crazy. Recently. I yeah. have one huge concern. My my wife. My uh, wife has so much uh, affection for Chris Evans that if Cap dies, he will in this yeah, movie. He's gonna die. Um. We'll probably have to have her sedated for well, months. Well, I mean, prepare her for it because he pretty much came out and said, I'm yeah. done. Yeah, she, yeah. she can't even handle the scene where he explodes in Scott Pilgrim. She's like, Scott Pilgrim oh. just exploded Cap. Yeah, no, like, he, there's been, like, several articles out, like, yeah. Chris Evans prepares for life after yeah. Marvel. Yeah. They, they they had to get him an extra contract just for the next one. Yeah. The, the next uh, Avengers oh. movie. He'll come back in fi- Avengers 4 as a Force ghost. Maybe I know it. Well, I mean, he's already got that film that he's working on with the mustache. You guys seen his? Oh, I hate it. That fucking it's it's worse than Superman's mustache. Oh, I hate it. Have you seen Cavill's farewell to the mustache? He finally shaved it off. Oh, he he did a whole name for it. He did a whole commercial for it, where it's just it's just him and a photo montage of his mustaches, (laughs) and uh, it's so fucking great. That's hilarious. Fucking yeah, uh, Chris Evans got this mustache. It's it's kind of Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought, I was like, is that fucking Freddie Mercury? It's, it's not did, good. Did it give him an overbite, too? I just I just look forward to him doing a bunch of indie movies where he plays, you know, the male Zoe Deschanel and plays a ukulele. I just, I wouldn't mind seeing him, I wouldn't mind seeing him do something else. I mean, just. I mean, you guys see his Gifted. What's that? Called Gifted. That's do good. we do we really got to see yeah. it? No. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> play There's a movie where he plays it. It's a movie. It's called Train Puncher. And it's about this guy who's stuck on a train that goes around no, the world a whole bunch of times. He looks like a straight that's up not pedophile. Called tra- it's called. It's got it's, different. It's called Train Puncher. And train then he, Puncher. And he, and he eats babies. That's how he keeps his powers. Yep. yep. Oh, that's true. Yep. Train that, Puncher. Yeah, not, yeah, look at that shit. That's not working for him. No. no it comes no, down too far face. on the side. It's terrible. You know what he, he looks like? Never he photographed looks like that himself one, on the toilet. He looks like that one character from Reno 911. Without the, sun, without the sunglasses on. Oh, uh, uh, Thomas Kennedy? Dangle. No, not Dangle, because Dangle had the nice shorts. Oh, yeah, the other one. This looks like the guy who picked me up when I was a kid in a white van. It's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, did anybody else watch Krypton? No, not yet. Nah, I gave up. I love it. it. I really like it. episode. Before? Now you were dreading this. I gave up. I was <laughs> more than anybody at this table. Uh-huh. You were dreading Krypton. Yeah. What happened? Well, so first I watched the preview. It wasn't Caprica. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I watched. Liked, I watched the preview yeah. and I didn't realize that. Brainiac was the big bad in it. He oh. looks great. And he looks he like looks fucking terrible. Brainiac, dude. Yeah. He's they scary took and from green. from the comics this time? Yeah, scary oh, and yeah. green. Our friend and, Paul yes. literally exploded. There's just there's um, just a fine mist of Paul all over my neighborhood. <laughs> Paul it's, mist. It's, it's, so, yes, it's a prequel. But one, I was like, holy shit, Krypton is a... It's an alien planet. It's like science... It, so it's like decent-ish science fiction. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's not Caprica. Right? But also, you got Adam Strange traveling back in time to talk mm-hmm. to uh, Soup's grandpa, 
Which he never did, right? So this is a first for Adam Strange. He's traveled across the universe, but not back in time. um, um, Sir, um, the Zeta Beam, uh, actually, (laughs) it transfers people through time and space. Right. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying Uh, they've never had him do it Adam Strange is a dude uh, in a Detroit, and he doesn't have the big fin on his head. No fin? No, but he's wearing a Detroit Lions uh, hat. That's the same thing. But he shows up uh, and uh, talks to (laughs) Soup's grandpa. It's like, hey, a time traveler's coming back in time. Uh, to kill you, so that the greatest hero of of my time never exists. So we've got to figure out how to stop that. But the thing about the Zeta Beam, you know, he always right. he'll be there for a bit, then all of a sudden he's like, like, "Shit!" Fade and he's gone. Away, right? yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, but he brings back Soup's cape with him, and uh, it's kind of it's Back to the Futuring. It's kind of like dissolving. And he's like, "We've got this long." Oh, until, oh like hey. the picture. Yeah. Okay. We've oh. got this long, you know, until this cape is gone. Superman's gone and my world is doomed. It's like, sorry, your world's fucking doomed. Nothing you can but, do about yeah, it. Yeah, right. But so, and I know it's got good ashes, got good. Uh, That's the special effects are really good. I like the world they created. What's, what's his grandpa's name? Uh, the, 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 Gampy L. Alan. Harold. Because I know the. I, s- I, I know. I know his grandpa's sister's name is Ello. Oh well, L O L. That's a cool. Yeah. I think it's. Um, I think his name is Carl. Carl. No, but also there's like this cool stuff like so. Remember, like, in the uh, Man of Steel, they kind of introduced this cast system that goes yeah. on at Krypton? Right. Yeah. So they've been stripped of their cast, and they're just, like, s- thrown to Kandor City. The L's? Yeah. Oh, the wow. L's are stripped of their uh, of their title, and they're just living in this non-cast society of, like, they're basically shit on by mm-hmm. everybody. And um, the... And they were done. That was done because there's like um, this religious zealot has taken control of the government, the House of Roe, dude. The, the, the Sons of Roe. Raw. Rao. 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 Yeah, and it's this guy with the mask on. So oh, there's a lot of that's cool Superman it, shit. In it, it was weird too because they they got stripped out because uh, George L had this whole bad scheme of some land he was selling. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so some sea I, seafront property in I'm Arizona. Son Michael L. I'm just gonna say I really like the first episode. Um, sounds it, like if, you, if you like if you like sci-fi, yeah, yeah. it sounds like they're diving pretty deep into the Superman lore. It's, yeah, and, 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 and they're going sci-fi-ish well, with it. And in the preview, they said they're going to bring in Thanagar. Really? Yeah, like, that's where Hawkman lives, and they're going to be bringing in Mongol. And Shit! Wow. They're bringing in that um, Staros. Wait a minute, how old is Mongol? That mean Mongol when he fights Superman would be like well, two hundred years old. He's a, ra- he's a it's race. His grandpa. Oh. It's Grandpa Mongol. Grandpa Mongol. Okay. And um, they're bringing in that... God, do you remember that great um, Superman story that uh, Alan Moore wrote? Oh, about the man the, who has everything? The man who has everything. That yeah. that, that weird black flower that atta- they're going to bring that in and stuff. So uh, they've, they've done that on Supergirl and they did it on Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, yeah they did it. So, so It was good. I'd yep. say like, if you like a good sci-fi and you got some time, check it out. If you like Superman, I would say definitely check it out. As a Superman right. nerd, I was like... Oh, this is great, but I will say, Ed looked at me and goes, eh. "Oh, really? Yeah, okay." I sci-fi sci-fi is swinging for the water towers right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, the magicians is, is that a good is thing? The magi- they said yeah. shit. Okay. On it. <laughs> you know the water tower that's outside the ballpark because no one can oh, catch okay, that. Yeah. Okay, they said yeah. shit on it. On they magicians? No, on the crypto. No, magicians says a far. I was going to say magicians says. Yeah. And one thing, like so, Tony, you'll appreciate this. Like whenever there's like a, a caption, uh-huh. right? First, it shows up in crypto- Kryptonian oh, language, cool. and then it goes, turns into English. I was like, ha ha, 
<laughs> I, I would say I would say the uh, the swearing on the magicians is probably the most creative swearing I've ever heard. It's pretty good. There's there's shit that Margot says that uh, literally has me giggling for <laughs> yeah. five or six minutes. What is it? I'm an, I'm an, it's a show called The Magicians. It's, no, it's I know about, about the, the like. What do they say? I, she well, just has this way with with crafting a good swear yeah. phrase, not just the word, but like she she weaves curse words into phrases that are just okay. like creative and funny and, okay. and and because and because she's a woman she can say certain words that would be yeah, really crass exactly. if a man said that, oh, okay. that you just kind of go oh my hell <laughs> yep. that's just fantastic um it's it's delicious writing so <laughs> I, like, I just want I, like I, give, I give krypton three out of stars three out of three stars out of. there's a lot of stars in the galaxy though so that's not a lot of stars just like think about you guys decide what my scale is. Okay, <laughs> the results may vary. I'm excited. Time trap. So you wait. Go back. Kill Brainiac. Superman never happens. That's that's the premise. No, it's somebody's coming back to make sure that Superman never happens. Kills. So, and they've got to stop it. I don't know if it's actually. Oh, kill, they stopped. And we don't know if it's like kill yeah. Grandpa. They're doing something to make sure that. I was thinking they, Superman never happens. Well, so that, that, like it's like his mission. He's got to kind of like figure out what the fuck it is. But uh, but that's what I'm, well that's why I was asking. Well, like, because if, if you I kill Bra- but if you kill Brainiac, like you know, if you get rid of that, like then he never blows up Krypton. You know what I mean? So that's what I was thinking. Like if you if you if you stop Brainiac, then and you, you stop know, Superman. And they're right? living in Candor. You know what that means? They're gonna get. They they're gonna, gonna get a fucking bottle. They're gonna get shrunk. But the but, only way you can get Superman is if Krypton is destroyed. Right. right. And so, so if Brainiac, Brainiac doesn't never, destroy that's what I'm Krypton. Saying. That, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's, that's why what you, I was wondering. Is like, is you this don't like, kill Brainiac. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'm in. I'm in. Wait, so you wait, stumbled so, upon a paradox. Today. Yeah, but you, but you see what I'm. You see yep. what I was thinking? Yep. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. I got confused. That's why yeah. I was like, wait. It's definitely. I mean, uh, he he looks so much better. The the Brainiac on the show looks so much better than uh, Charles Winchester playing Martian Manhunter in the oh, 1978 yeah. Super <laughs> Friends. No, like Brainiac looks scary as fuck in it. He does. Well, oh. I wasn't going to watch this, but I'll give, yeah, it, I'll I'll give, I'll give, give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I'm not the biggest DC guy. But yeah, like, you neither, right? Yeah, but I, like, like, I'm their target audience. I really, really yeah, am. Yeah. And, and you know, I walked into that thing going, Meh. Oh, you were. But then I, I watched the preview yeah. Monday night, which is smart that they did that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, oh, What's check the, it out. What is the preview? How long is it? Is it it's like, like an 30 extra, minutes. So it's an extra episode before the real episode? No, it was like two days before. And it had like Jeff Johns, Michael Bendis was in it. Oh yeah, yeah making his first like DC. Yeah, fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I, I want to talk about uh, the the Deadpool trailer coming up, and I've got a, a story about Stanley. Are we going to review? Here's the Stanley, everybody. He's fu- <laughs> He's Stanley. After these messages, we'll be right back. Black Velvet Boutique, they've got a special happening right now until the 8th of April, just for Geek Show listeners. Go in today, mention Geek Show, and you will receive 30% off lingerie. That's 30% off all lingerie. Until the 8th of April, you got to tell them Geek Show sent you, all right? They're open seven days a week at 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Don and Leah. Locally owned and operated, a sexual wellness resource, Black Velvet Boutique. And when it comes to your sexual partner, like any healthy relationship, communication is key. Listen to them. Encourage them to share their sexual needs and desires. But at the same time, don't forget to share your needs as well. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get to your most confident, sexy self. And you can enjoy the best parts of being an adult. 
with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. And remember, inventory reduction time. Visit them now through the 8th of April. Mention Geek Show and you'll receive 30% off all lingerie. Open seven days a week at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. It's Black Velvet Boutique. Cabin Fever. Our friends at Cabin Fever. Action figures, playing cards, jigsaw puzzles, gift books, magic, and more. Cabin Fever carries a large selection of awesome givable and receivable merchandise. There's so much more than a card store. Cabin Fever's been providing customers with hand-picked greeting cards, gift wraps, books, and gifts since they opened their doors way back in 1982. Located at the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East, Cabin Fever has been helping the meek, the geek, and the freak since day one. Stop by and see what's in store. They're currently getting in their spring merchandise. Cabin Fever prides itself on hand-picking every item for the store, from books to greeting cards to action figures, all of it. Even their wrapping paper and bows. Stop by, say hi, tell them Geek Show says hey. They love to hear from the Geek Show customers. Since 1982, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a card store. Rico or Kyocera. That should mean something to you, especially if you're looking for a copier or printer, because they're considered the highest quality printers and copiers. And Valley Office Systems can put Rico or Kyocera in your office for a lot less than you probably thought. Plus, the service to back them up. Set up your free consultation at valleyofficesystems.com and find out what it's like to have the best. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my Workout Buddy SLC or email me, my workout buddy SLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, my workout buddy SLC. And we're back. Woo! Yeah. We are so back. All right. Oh, uh, De- my mind is boggled. Uh, Deadpool 2. Yeah, the trailer. God, funny fucking trailer. Opens I'll, May eighteenth. I'll take movies. Have, I'll take movies. They're gonna bomb for a thousand, Alex. Yeah, right. Does, does this have scenes from the movie? Yeah. I kind of want to. Okay, I'm not gonna watch it then. I'm watching know, the trailer. It, it's, it's it doesn't give anything away. They, well, you you do find out who Terry Crews is actually fucking playing. See that give. I, don't I didn't figure that. that out. I don't want any yeah. jokes pre-spoiled. Okay, so you get to see Deadpool in Professor X's wheelchair. You get hey, to see hey, De- hey, you get to see Deadpool. Cupping Colossus's buttocks. Oh, it's the wrong button. <laughs> there we go. You just muted him. Oh shit! You can do that. Wait. 
Okay. I, I oh, back on. much better. You just, you just straight up fuck. Is that how you roll? I have the power. No, I, I seriously had a question answer. I mean, I, I was always wondering if maybe Colossus's steel form was soft in any way. Because Deadpool's obviously grabbing his butt. So is it is it rock hard like steel? Well, or no, is it soft that's a steel? Good question. No, perfect example is when you see Angel Dust slash Typhoid Mary in in the in the in the first one where she grabs him by that little fuck and she starts choking him and you see his neck ring up. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 some sort of soft kind of still steel. fleshy. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's, I imagine that if you were grabbing Colossus's butt that it would be squishy like a steel butt. To me, that huh. squishy like, like a, a steel, steel butt. butt. That is yeah. one of the most well, genius his, things. His about knees that got his knees got to bend. Well, his knees. Right, that's, that's the true. thing is that that's his skin true. has to be pliable because it was as hard as steel. Then he's actually more of a construct, mm, like yeah. a golem. Yeah, I heard it's a so. movie and a, te- a comic book. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I've heard that too. What they did with Colossus and Deadpool is one of the most genius things that saved them so much fucking. Well, I won't say technically saving money, but. It was just a. It was a nice little loophole out of the whole X Men thing because they couldn't get the actor to play Colossus, and so they mm-hmm. just kept him in his organic steel form the entire time. Because normally he just comes mm-hmm. out of it and just like, yeah, I'm gonna right. be, I'm gonna be normal. But like, I love how they. Ah, uh, love the, the the trailer is just amazing, Tony, and I think you're. You won't get anything. Yeah, it's really, fine. It's I'll funny. watch. I think it's gonna be one of those movies uh, that where a lot of it's improv, <laughs> and so a lot of that shit won't even be in the movie. Yeah, Could be. And, and speaking of somebody that knows how to. Th- like string together a curse word sentence. Holy shit, Ryan Reynolds, man! Absolutely. What the fuck stick is this? You know, just stuff like that. But uh, it's it's out there. It's uh, it's being viewed, and uh, they did some test screenings. And you remember how the test screenings for the original movie received a ninety-one? Yeah, they were great. Which were great. Uh, they did three test screenings just recently. And it received as high as 98 What for Deadpool 2. It's out of 100, Jesus. right? It, it, it says... 98 uh, out of stars. Out of stars. <laughs> That's great! Uh, they, they, they did a, uh, a couple of screenings, got 91, 97. The final test occurred in Dallas. They had two separate cuts that were different movies. Uh-huh. Uh, one scored a 98, one scored a 94. So they're going with the 98. <laughs> I want to see both now. And it has a secret cameo. In it. Stanley, everybody. Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> is it Pete? Are you talking about Pete Wisdom? Uh, it does not say. Huh. It does not say in the story that I have. It's a secret. It's a secret cameo. It's Pete Wisdom. I don't know who that is. Me neither. Feel free to explain. Enlighten us. Well, no. no, don't spoil it. Anybody that's out there that knows who Pete Wisdom is, they're going to be very excited. All right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, and you get a mention of X-Force in there as well. Yeah. Ooh. Terry Crews will be Yeah, he's play- all... <laughs> All right, go ahead and say it. He's I'm going to watch it anyway. Goes, uh, <laughs> we could call ourselves X-Force. And, he, and they're like, isn't that a little derivative? And, he, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? but, but he goes, crosses his arm and goes, X-Force forever. And I was like, oh, get it? Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're fucking, they know what the fuck they're doing. So who does Terry Crews play? He's just playing Bedlam. A, a lesser, like... A lesser known X-Men. Yeah. Oh. A lot, yeah. Basically, his... his uh, his uh, power was like brainwave manipulation and all that shit. So he could just make you have think thought. Basically, he can do Inception. Yeah. Have you uh, read the rumor who the big bad is? Isn't it? I don't know who the big bad is. I hope it's a the, guy. I, the rumor outright in this. I don't. I don't rumor. go to rumor sites. Oh. So I. Well, no. This uh, like I don't go to rumor sites either. But like I've seen it several. They times. come to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They yeah. <laughs> asked me to start rumors. Um, no, uh, Black Tom Cassidy. Hmm. Oh, that Ooh. Which I think would be cool. That would be way cool. Like on his own. 
Mm-hmm. Without without Kane Marco. Yeah, without the juggernaut. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay. Because black right. black Tom like it motherfucker just fucking shit up with a stick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's fucking Irish as fuck. So and he's he's like Banshee's brother. Yeah, he's his yeah, older yeah. brother. And, yeah. they, and and when they battle each other, they don't nothing their powers happens. cancel out. Yeah. Power, yeah. Their powers yeah. cancel out. So because Banshee's a character they that I think could be fight. really cool, yeah. and has not oh, yeah. yet been. Well, they did him in uh, first, kinda class. Kinda cool. first class. He was kind of cool in first class. Neat looking powers. Yeah, but that's not the character. Yeah. Oh, so, I see what right. you're saying. Uh, let's see. Now I'll, I'll save my Stanley story till the Stanley. very end. Are you it's sure? Stan- yes. To Stanley. Stanley. But God bless his soul. Yeah. Let's do. May he rest in peace. Let's Shut get up, y'all. Let's oh. get Jimmy to review. Uh, well, you guys have all seen Pacific yeah. Rim too. Right? I haven't seen it, but I four knew of us got, here at the table. I've, yeah. I've heard the stories. <sighs> and uh, also, Ready Player One. Yeah. Going to review that as well. What do you? Where do you want to start? Uh, well, if we're doing that one too, uh, so there's. Four movies that we review. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll just say Unsane and Steven Soderbergh can fuck off. Uh, negative one stars. Whoa. Wow. Uh, negative one out of stars? Yeah. That's oh. a turd. Yeah. Someone needs to take his iPhone and break it over his head. Oh, no. So I didn't know this. Like, And I didn't believe you when you guys when you told me this. Hmm. Steven Soderbergh, who I love. He's made so He's many made films that I love. He's made films. Uh, oh, and even TV though. series and, and shit like that. This whole movie is filmed on a fucking iPhone? Yep. iPhone 7, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably a six. <laughs> Looks like a five. Well, no wonder it sucks. Old tech. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. So, fuck that one. We'll move to uh, Midnight Sun, which is the one that we did the interviews last week for with uh, Bella Thorne and Patrick Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. My little non-moonface boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I kind of took away from it that I learned something that was XP is a real disease that... People yeah. can't go in the sun. I thought right. it was kind of interesting. People but can't go in the sun. Beyond that, you know, we'll just keep moving on. And then, uh, <laughs> so, two stars, maybe? One and a half. It's all right. Not great. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, if you want to do Ready Player One, because I think we're going to get into a discussion with Pacific Rim. Just um, <laughs> a yeah. little one. Yeah, let's do, uh, let's do Ready Player One. I'll do Ready Player One real fast. Uh, we said last week, uh, it's 85% different from the book. So, uh, my suggestion is do not read the book. And the book's not even, you know, it's Read the okay. book after. You can if you want. It's a pop up book of words. It's but a, it's it's a it's a enjoyed, YA book in disguise. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, well, I mean, I don't even know if it's in disguise. I think it's just yeah, a like YA it. book. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's young adult. It's, the movie's just fun though. This was a book that was. Counts even said it himself. Said this guy was writing a book to be made into a movie. Yes, you know. So yeah, he wants spe- that cash grab. The spectacle yeah. of it is just insane. It opens up in the first three seconds with Van Halen's jump. And ends with Shannon's favorite band, Hollow Notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, wow. Start, um, we call them the masters. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, the score is so back to the future. I, it's just one of those ones, like it, Lee and I were kind of talking about it earlier. It's so 80s nostalgic that if you're from the 80s, if you, you know, if you, I want to say respect it because some of it's goofy, but uh, you'll enjoy it. You so, respect the 80s, young man. Right, but there's I'll, so much I'll, to respect <laughs> about the '80s. I'll be honest, though, because I mean, it is a marvel in the expect in the aspect of. I don't think anybody could have pulled this off, but, but Steven Spielberg. Okay, probably. And, yeah, and uh, I mean, like you've got Ninja Turtles in there, and that's owned by Paramount, and uh, you've got uh, the T Rex from Universal. You've got almost every studio got involved in this thing. So like, it's it's like when uh, is this the like who when Roger, Roger Rabbit? Rabbit yeah, when Roger Rabbit came yeah. out, yeah. me and you were like, how did they? How the fuck did they get Popeye up in this motherfucker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So That's I had a good cool. time with it. What I didn't have a good time with. Wait, what are you rating uh, Ready Player One at? I'm at three. Okay. Probably three. Okay. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising. 
<laughs> I liked it. I liked. I liked okay. it. Okay. I think we're. I think we're divided fifty-fifty at this table. I Just heard, about. Yeah. You I know heard. when you when you win uh, a battle to save the universe. You know what it's time for? A snowball fight. Uh, <laughs> that was unlike the ending of any movie. Ever. Was there was no smooch between him and his 16 year old co pilot. Well, I mean, uh, they could have just walked off into the sunset. Been they they could have, but you know, it, uh, it kind of showed, it it showed his, his, his character. He became a human being all I, of a sudden. Yeah. So. I think Shannon and I called it the best. I said, Do you know what I would be doing after that fight? I'd kind of be standing off to the side going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> But you weren't at the end of that fight. He was. So it's a, it's, it's a movie that I think is going to be cursed. In a lot of ways, because people who really loved the first movie, like me, might not, and it's it's in my top five. Yeah. It really is. It's it's missing its Guillermo del Toro ness, no which doubt. means that it's a giant robots punching giant monsters movie. Yeah, without, without style. But so without was the, the first one. There it is, doesn't have the charm that the first one had. No, it, I mean you know, uh, but, John Boyega has a lot of a lot of really good charming lines to it. Right. Ah. Scott Scott Eastwood does a very good job of actually being a better actor than Charlie Hunnam. Whoa. Um, He's that not, is a he's fucking not great, bold statement. Because Charlie Hunnam's not a great actor. <laughs> I also say that uh, Charlie yeah. Day. Uh-uh. He, he, no, he, I liked uh-uh. it. Are you fucking that. kidding me right now? That was no? the key. Well, the, and you know, part of disagreeing with people is not "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" About <laughs> no, it. that's how I disagree. I, with I noticed. <laughs> no, he. They decided to go with a Rita Repulsa villain instead of. I mean, they power rangered the whole thing. There's nothing menacing about him because they made a movie for ten year old kids. It's and really bad. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> so here's how I put it: It is a really good movie. Turd. Unless um, humans are speaking dialogue. I like people. <laughs> or the story is being advanced. <laughs> I had As one. long as it's just fucking robots and monsters fighting, that shit's pretty fucking cool. I'm going to spill my alien blood in Mount Fuji, you know, because that makes sense. Like anything in the first movie made sense. I, I know, for can't real. Compare. I, I, I am probably going to be more critical of a movie that I love. I mean, the original Pacific Rim's in my top five. It's in my but top But I can five. very critically say... That in, if you strip away the Guillermo del Toro-ness of it, it's not that good. So you it, mean the talent of it? That's not the, in the, second the, one. the yeah. But all of the all the shit that you're bringing up, the nonsensicalness of okay, so we've got an alien breach that goes to the fucking back door of a factory at the end. Uh, there's there's not a lot that makes sense. Charlie Hunnam's about as charming in that movie. Oh, as, God. as a fucking wiffle but bat. I, I'm sorry, you say <laughs> that he is Accurate. a worse actor than fucking Scott Eastman. Yeah, he is. I would, so I, I, would, would. I would say when Charlie totally Hunnam's allowed allowed to use anything other than his I'm a guy from America voice, he's a pretty good actor. They could have had a fucking uh, empty stool? A, like a like a mop. I got that reference. He, like, like, a, like a mop and somebody could have been like going and it would have had just as much emotion as fucking Scott. Mm. So basically Charlie so. Hunnam in the first Pacific Rim. Oh. So wait, 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 wait. So. All right, I, got a, I do have a question because yeah. this is one of the things that made me love Pacific Rim more than anything. Ron mm-hmm. Perlman. No. Oh. How's the soundtrack? Seriously. It's, like how's the score? That's okay. Does, yeah. Not, there, there not is, I can't remember it. There, yeah, is, a, there, is, there is a scene where they're putting Jaegers together after a big badass attack where they took the... It's fucking Tom uh, Morello. It, no, that's no, all no, I was It was one day. It Count, was four hours. It counts called it. I think the best. He said the best performance of this movie is Idris Elba's picture on the wall. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. I, but, I mean, like, all I'm just... Because, like, I think you guys are leaving out the fact that what made the first one was, like, this the score to it. It was Tom Morello it's, and, it's, and a lot of... Who else was on it? Um, but it was, it was like, this... Big big soundtrack that made that it 
Yeah, you, you strip away the Guillermo del Toro, Tom Morello, and then you get left with this. What is this possibly is, a Power Rangers this movie? Is the guy, this is the guy that did the uh, the guy that directed this uh, was was one of the main directors for the Daredevil for first season of Daredevil. Stephen S. Tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of big over the top. The the big positives that I draw from it the the main the female lead in it, um, very cool, capable sixteen year old girl who's got a lot of engineering smarts and she's brave, and so it's not your typical female character in an action movie, uh, which which I thought was cool. Complaints. I've got a couple. Yeah. Uh, Macklemore. They, they, they don't use Macklemore uh, worth a shit. Who? And Mako from the first movie. Oh, yeah. So Ma- Mako in the first movie, uh, cool, great character. She's a sword designer. She's co-pilot for Gypsy Danger, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this movie, she's uh, underutilized and, strangely enough, underutilized so that they can replace her with another actress who basically does <laughs> who the same does thing. Who right? does the same thing? Yeah. They... <sighs> Yeah. So instead, instead, the point of that? instead of this swap out, you're like, oh, well, you just found a marginally better looking, uh, easier speaking English yeah. Asian actress to play. Are you part. serious? It's pretty much. Yeah. Here, here's I mean, she has a different, quote, role. Oh, in, so she quote, got a promotion. Yeah. Of, and then, then yeah. Macklemore. So there's but. that. And, you know, Charlie Day's performance is, like is a little over the top but I, I, also get, I, like, <laughs> I don't know they were, they were I, definitely going for a power rangers no, thing I'm, i liked I'm it you, uh, i the, like charlie day in that the charlie day choice was fucking awful and also telegraphed from the fucking first movie completely. awful oh, sh- completely whatever tele- they i've got the art of pacific rim book where they're interviewing him and he says i see myself as the villain well, he flat out I guess says some it. other idiot did too. Because and, and, did. and Guillermo del Toro <laughs> flat out told alert. him, you're the kaiju groupie nut job who wants to be a kaiju more oh, than anything. It was bad. I looked at counts. Okay, so I guess we just spoiled it. No, I'm no, sitting there next to counts. Not necessarily yet. No. I don't think people have inferred it yet. So okay, well, don't, I looked don't at counts. I'm like, so further. this is happening now? And he goes, yeah. I was like, cool. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going fucking crazy. That's funny because it's one of the few times that I've walked out of a theater, like because my family was there and like we all really enjoyed it. We're so, not. We didn't think it was as good as the first. No, no, no. It's not as good as the first. It's but a, we all enjoyed it. And the one that counts, like fun. my teenage daughter, who's watched the original almost a hundred well, times, she she walked out of it. She's practically levitating. Like that movie okay. did everything it so needed to do. For what it. I was gonna say is like the people that are like super positive about it that I've read. It's like I saw it with my kid. Yeah. And my kid loved it. Yeah. Right. Oh, if you've got a 10 year old, if you've got a kid in between the age of 8 and 16, take them to see this movie. They're going to have right. a and fucking blast. I, I will say, I, I would have loved this movie when I was 13. And it's smarter than I didn't every know what Transformers a good fucking movie, movie put together. Hmm, yes, it is. All right. So, what do you, what do you give it? Uh, I give it one and seven eighths out of stars. I Go see it with your kid and have a good time. That's right. my rating. One and a half. Wow. wow. I'm going two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. I've seen far worse movies. Um, <laughs> you haven't also, seen Unsane. But I gotta say, like uh, the first Pacific Rim, when we saw it, we saw it in IMAX 3D. We didn't, and that changed that movie one hundred. Oh, see, I saw percent. it in IMAX 3D last night, and it was really cool in IMAX 3D. Yeah. However, listening to this on Monday, you have one more day to see it in IMAX 3D because Ready Player One is taking over the IMAX screens no. at the yeah. end of this week. That's true. So it's um, it's you know it. I I've been reading a lot about the struggle of making the second movie mm-hmm. like no one wanted to bankroll the sequel no yeah. one and when Guillermo del Toro actually backed out then people were saying okay now that he's out of the way 
we'll go ahead and pony up the money for it. And so mm. then Charlie Hunnam backs out. They had to rewrite the entire script. There's there's this opening scene where the girls and her tiny Jaeger running through L.A. and they run into this other huge Jaeger that chases her. That was supposed to be Charlie Hunnam in Gypsy. And oh. he's chasing her through L.A. and recruits her to be a, a Jaeger pilot. Uh, my favorite thing there, though, one plot thing that just killed me, I was like, um, so he, uh, Finn is supposedly his, what's his face, his, his son. son. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and we got in such a big fight. And I, it was such a big fight, I wasn't even mentioned or featured in the first fucking movie. <laughs> and I was just like, right. he He never actually piloted uh, a Jaeger. John Boyega took his Star Wars money and invested it in this movie. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, no, he's gonna be, he's gonna make a lot of money in China. In China, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's in gonna China be, for that's what Egg, that's what Egg said walking. I was like, yeah. I'm, that was gonna make so much money in it's, Asian. It's, it, it did very oh, well. Yeah. You guys yeah. aren't saying it right. It's called China. 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 Uh, let's see. Oh, and stay till the end because uh, Jimmy is uh, going to interview the stars and writers of Ready Player One. Yeah. So stay till the end. That's no big deal. Uh, let's do movies and games, and then I'll give you a Stanley story to end the show. There's the Stanley. Everybody. Hey, just Stanley. Stan All right. <laughs> Thank you for everything you did for us, Stan. Well, Thanks for smacking my ass when I was cleaning out your catheter. Yeah, uh, there's kind of a big one coming out this week. Last Jedi. Oh yeah, that's right. I gotta go pick that up on Tuesday. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's it a big. It ruined my childhood. Big movie. There's, there's <laughs> uh, on the on the deleted scenes. There's, there's two scenes that I think take maybe a total of three more minutes that I think would have made the movie even, even better. better? Uh, yeah. What? There's, there's, it, and it's, it, it's amazing because they talk about the scene where Ray goes to kick the shit out of some some raiders that show up to the mm-hmm. to the island. And uh, it's it's one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie, and you can tell that it was cut literally probably the day before they released the movie. It's scored, it's special mm. effects, makeup, it's all there, mm. and it's it's a really great scene. And I kind of wish they hadn't cut it. Oh. So, right. uh, anything you, else? Yeah, you're getting the Outer Limits, the first oh. season of the original, ni- 1963-64. Oh, cool on Blu-ray. All right, Legion. Oh, oh shit! Fuck. When does that come back? <laughs> Soon. <laughs> I think so in April. April yeah. Fuck. Uh, oh, so April's got Handmaid's Tale and fucking uh, Legion. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm There's there. so much good. Like I can't even keep up with TV anymore. You can't. Yeah. The the new commercials are just there to make you really terrified of Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> uh, they're putting the Sandlot on Blu-ray. Hmm. That's a great movie. Filmed here. Yeah. yeah. It's now a Seven Eleven. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, and that's probably the biggest one. So there you go. All right. Uh, games? What do we got, Tony? Oh, we got some uh, good stuff coming out this week. Let me scroll back here. Uh, the ep- episode five of the new Batman Telltale game, The Enemy Within, comes out this week. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that'll be rounding that out, and probably pretty soon you'll see like a one disc, all episodes on one. That's that's one what disc I wait release. for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. There's uh, Injustice Two Legendary Edition. It's got all the DLC and everything in it from Get the, your Ninja Turtles. Yep. Exactly. And Hellboy. And yeah, yeah Hellboy, Hellboy is fun in that game. Yeah. Uh, let's see, something called The Witch and the Hundred Knight Two. It's uh, looks like a JRPG on the PS4. A uh, couple, bunch of old, like older or indie games that I don't know. Anyway, the but the big important uh, release this week, Far Cry Five comes out this week. And that is interesting because, first of all, the Far Cry games are actually, they're, they're really fun, um, just in general. But this one, people complained about a white guy killing a bunch of brown people in 3 and 4, 
And so in five, it's a white guy killing a bunch of white supremacists in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Have you seen some of the videos for yeah, that Yeah, the trailer. I was like, oh, bon- shit. It looks bonkers. Well, the thing is, is like, I, you know, coming off of me finishing Wolfenstein 2, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it, I'm all goes, about fucking up some white supremacy right. right now. Like, it goes hand in hand. Uh, so it looks it looks really cool. Um, and like I said, Far Cry, the Far Cry games always play really well. They're always graphically really pretty. So I expect the same out of this one. Um, and then they've announced um, three DLCs for it already that have come out as the year goes on. And they look crazy, too. One of them takes place on Mars. Uh, another one takes place... I can't remember. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're, they're just going off the rails on <laughs> the DLC. So. <laughs> Um, looks really cool. Always, though, uh, read the reviews, watch some videos on it before you spend your hard-earned cash, just just so you make yeah. sure you're not wait, getting a turd. Wait for the bugs to be worked yeah, out. Exactly, which is also what I recommend for Sea of Thieves, which came out this last week on Xbox and PC. You guys remember me talking about that a little bit? It's yeah. the, the pirate game. You yeah. play a pirate. Um, it's a little bit buggy, so maybe hold off a little bit. And that game is all massively multiplayer, but it you you prog- you, you progress in it uh, in a way that doesn't like level your character up or make you more powerful than anyone else. So if you wait a couple weeks before you dive in, you're not going to come in and be overpowered by everyone else who's already been there for a couple of weeks. So anyway, so that's kind of good. But yeah, uh, let them patch it a little bit before you buy it. All right. A good Stanley story. God bless him. God bless yeah. his soul. Just, I'm, right. I'm going to miss him so much because guys, there's just I'm been there's just been Monday nothing but happens. nothing but bad stories that about art- Stanley the past little while. The article I read about all those like yeah. terrible hangers on that are just stealing his yeah. money. Yeah, uh, he's had an eventful few months, but by some strange happenstance, Stanley's miniature Pomeranian Charlotte. Oh God, what went missing? No, 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 not that now, Tao. Not Miss Lion. <laughs> but was but was recovered huh? and returned by Kevin Smith. By NFL legend Jim Brown. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. You are this is bullshit. No, this, this is, is for real. Did I make Jim this up? Brown? This His is real name is James Brown. Jim this Brown, is for real. He made those black exploitation movies. Yeah, he was he was in Mars Attacks, yeah, right? That's yeah. the same guy, right? Also famous for being part of the Cleveland Browns. Well, yeah, the yeah, actual <laughs> championship. He's in those movies. Yeah, yeah we don't know sports. about that. I don't watch uh, fucking sports. The what? football, sure. I don't watch football. You kids and you sports nerds. Um, the dog went missing. And <laughs> there was no trace found of the dog. Lee's, Jim Brown's like, I'm on it. Lee's associate and business partner, Kia Morgan, canvassed the area looking you know, for missing dog signs and made dog signs and said, yeah. help find Charlotte. And it sounded like from that article I read, probably left a, a, a trail of $1,000 bills exactly. so she could find her way home. This is a lot better than when Shatner's wife disappeared and they had all those posters up at all those swimming pools. Uh, <laughs> those signs then led to Brown, who's 82, to, they found him in, in his yard huh? with, with no what? collar. They, Jim Brown found him, the dog, in his yard, no collar. I think this is J- I think this is Stan Lee's dog. And they, they went. <laughs> is that what he sounds like? They took the dog. Stan Lee's dog. Like that. They took the dog uh-huh. out and they saw one of the signs. Uh-huh. And like re- held it up next to it. And went, <laughs> that's, it. that's it. Yep, that's the same one. And, Sweet Christmas. That's that dog. And it, well, the first thing they did was they took it to the vet to see the uh, see if it was microchipped, yeah. and the chip didn't work. No. So then they they saw the sign. Somebody like one of his hangers on stole the chip out. Probably. Of the dog to sell it on eBay. Probably sold it. 
So buy the chip out of Stanley's dog. I could just <laughs> I just want to see I just want to see that. I want to see this the legend, reunion legendary football player with this little dog. Also, he was in uh, Not, uh, yeah. Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, knocking on Stan Lee's door. <laughs> I want to see Stan open the door. Yeah. Hello. And, and I want to see Jim Brown handing the little dog to Stan Lee. I want to see that. And, and just hand it was really cool. Please, it was really out cool. there in our listenership, please animate this. Animate he, that. He took the dog, and when he crossed the threshold of Stanley's house, he just spiked the shit out of it. And, and then, boom, and your then, dog's then, home. Start going to dance. And then Stan handed him an adult diaper stuffed with $1,000 bills. That'll <laughs> be a $1,000 bill. Yeah. That'll be a deleted scene in his biography. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks, true believer. All right. Do you know where my money is? <laughs> Mr. B. Uh, if if you would oh stay till the end because yeah. Jimmy's got the interviews with the Ready Player One people. Well, I'm gonna tell you what this the the first ham loved it. It was obviously made by a real visionary that took their time and really put some work mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. What about the second? Ham? Oh, that second ham's okay, but you know I'm gonna give it a fucking break because my kid liked it. <laughs> All right, it's amazing what you do when your kid likes something. <laughs> and thank you for staying till the end of the program where we bring out the. Big celebrity guns, <laughs> and uh, we make you sit through all of our bullshit so you can <laughs> so you can hear the celebrity interviews. I've been busy. You have been, and I already got another one. Uh, really? Yeah. Huh. I'm gonna go wrestle the Rock again. Again? Yeah. Awesome. He's Rampage. Kick, he's gonna kick the shit out of me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I hear it's 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 getting uh, some favorable marks. Is it uh, in pre-screening? Would yeah. that be two good video game movies this year? Yeah. All right, who do we got for Ready Player One? All right, we'll jump with the first one, which was funny because nobody really wanted to talk to these guys. They were like, yeah, they're available if you want to talk. It's Ernest Klein who wrote the book of Ready Player One. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And Zach Penn, who did the screenplay, and Ernest helped on that one as well. Super nerd guys. They like, are. Well, yeah. I read a thing about Zach Penn just recently. And that's a positive thing, too. I'm not trying to be negative about it. Oh, that. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, because he uh, wrote the screenplay for Last Action Hero. Who did, Zach Penn? Yes. He also did The Incredible Hulk. Yes. Yeah. But in the opening sequence of Ready Player One, if you freeze frame <laughs> and look at the movie theater marquee, yeah. it has the character's name, uh, Schwarzenegger's character's name, McQu- McQuaid or whatever it is. No, that's Total Recall. <laughs> that's Total Recall. What well, is his name? Whatever the character's name yeah. is, but it has the character's name and then the number three on a marquee. Okay. So it's like they made three of the that's <laughs> three funny. of those movies. <laughs> and, that's pretty good. And Zach Penn said he had no idea. He's I didn't even know they were doing that. I think I didn't push for it. I I just I thought it was really cool. It's gonna drive me insane until I see his name. It is Jack Slater. Jack Slater. So it's a Jack <laughs> Slater three on the marquee. So there's so many things hidden in this movie. Uh, all right, so let's let's begin with those two. It's a pleasure meeting both of you guys. Nice uh, you. First, I'd say I, I consider myself an ultimate geek. Like, yeah, and I'm just curious, to, off the bat, what would you consider yourself an ultimate geek of? Oh, jeez. One movie, That's one band. That's a hard thing to ask Ernie. Is, I know. That's uh, a long that's list. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I used to think I was the ultimate Star Wars geek, but I've since had that notion uh, crushed uh, by super <laughs> Star Wars nerds. But I think maybe Atari 2600. Uh, 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 and Zach is too. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, that's... Because what's happened is the things that when we were kids were not, you know, were considered to be like, you know, not so uh, interesting to people or sure. kind of marginalized uh, <laughs> interests have now become so popular mm-hmm. that like I used to be a huge Marvel comics geek, but I can't <laughs> compete with someone who's like read every single issue 50 times, yeah. you know? 
So uh, all that's left for us is Atari. Yeah, <laughs> our more obscure uh, yeah. interest. Yeah, I awesome. thought I was a Star Wars geek too. Till, and then you meet people who are oh. like, you know, yeah, I've got the expanded universe. Uh, yeah, I got a friend whose his kid's name is Anakin. And I was oh like, yeah, you yeah. win. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, we're you done. win. You win. <laughs> I read your book in one day. I couldn't put it down. Oh, that's like that's, a challenge for people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't that day. It's they like all rub it in. It yeah. took me so much longer than that to write it. You just knocked it out in one day. I I appreciate that's you know the only time I've ever done that was Ender's Game and. Uh, and I remember just being caught up in all. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna stop. You know, I think Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was another one. I just read all in one sitting. So yeah, I, I take that as a big compliment. Hey, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I since we saw the movie last night, a bunch of friends have been texting me and they're saying like, "What's it like? What's it like? What's it like?" And the first thing I kind of tell them, I go, "It's different from the book." And I'm curious what the process was to kind of transfer it from the book to the screenplay and, and the decisions that you guys made to to bring it to the big screen and the things you changed. Well, you know, first of all. Uh, Ernie and I had met before I even started writing a draft on this movie, Atari Game Over, yeah. which is all about Atari. Sure. Um, <laughs> and but, Steven Spielberg a little bit, uh, yes. the ET, digging up ET cartridges in the desert that have been buried in the yeah. 80s. So it was that was really strange that we were working on something with a connection to Steven before we even knew he was going right. to make the movie. And, and, you know, that, and it gave me the opportunity to talk to him for months before I even started a draft. But so in terms of the things that... You know, there was obviously some things that had to change. And what was great was that Ernie, the author, was there saying, you got to change the challenges. You mm -hmm. know, you can't do the challenges the same way. Sure. And you got to do this and you got to do that. And to a certain extent, coming more from, a, I think, was in a place where just practically he wanted the movie to get back towards his book, but also have a chance to get made. Yeah. So there was a lot of, we didn't know Steven Spielberg was going to direct it. <laughs> right. So so I was just trying to say, okay, what do I need to do to get this story manageable? Um, and, and, you know, with, and I also having become friends with Ernie, it was a lot easier when you're not, you know, Ernie's not picking up the script and saying, what the hell, you know, yeah. this isn't what I wanted. Uh, but that got so much easier when Steven Spielberg got yeah. involved because suddenly... <laughs> All the things that, you know, I had said to Ernie, like, oh, man, I'd love to do Distracted Globe, but I'm worried that they'll never be able to afford it. You know, <laughs> in the first meeting with Steven, he was like, um, first of all, brought out, you know, I, told, I always tell the story that the first time I met with him, he brought out a copy of Ernie's book and said, okay, are you, Zach, are you listening? Okay, page 67, started reading and say, I'll put that back in. Yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. Distracted Globe. I was like, yeah, I didn't know how, he's like, I know how to do it. I was like, never mind. It's going right back in the script. So, so he called me right after that meeting. He's like, dude, it's so good that you were not at this meeting. You would have just dropped dead on yeah. the floor. He was yeah. reading aloud for your book for like an hour. I know. I mean, we in the meeting, we were all like elbowing each other saying, oh, my God, we can't wait to tell Ernie about this meeting, um, which is a good feeling. You know, it's a good feeling to work on something where, you, you know, it's not fun being a solo artist. You yeah. know, it's not fun when you write something and – you know, when people say, oh, it's great, what do you, you can't say, oh, I know, or, yeah. you know, thank you, you're right. But like, when you're working with somebody else, and you can kind of experience the elation through them, yeah. you know, like when I could call up Ernie and say, Steven Spielberg loves your book. <laughs> and, you know, then that's a, that's a cool phone call to make. But, yeah. it, but it also really helped us, I think, kind of decide, make decisions, sometimes tough decisions on what had to change and what didn't yeah. because you've got the master yeah. standing there kind of as the ultimate. I mean, neither of us would have, if let's say there was a disagreement, there weren't many, yeah. but if there was, if this is what Steven said he was going to do, we were both, we're both equally yeah. big fans, so yeah. it's easy for us to say, sure. And then right? uh, a quick question uh, before we end it. Uh, my friends and I love geek tattoos. 
I was ever curious if you guys had to get a geek tattoo, what would you get? Uh, you know, I thought about getting the Buckaroo Banzai double B uh, logo, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I just uh, I'm not a fan of drawing on myself. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also am not a fan of tattoos, <laughs> but I, I think I'm gonna get like the Darth Maul full facial. I'm yeah, oh, I, I, mean, I don't want to go too far, so that's what I was thinking of starting with. That would be great career in the circus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's too much. I don't know. Awesome. Pleasure meeting you guys. Oh, pleasure thank meeting you. So much. Oh, thank you. All right. You know what's not on that microphone? Hmm? Uh, I go, uh, could I ask him about geek tattoos? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, oh, well. this is after you got done? Yeah. And then I go, just so you guys know, I chose Back to the Future. And he goes, do you seriously have a Back to the Future tattoo? And I go, yeah, because you drive a DeLorean. So I just thought you might enjoy this. And I showed him the tattoo. And he goes, mm-hmm. holy shit. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he, uh, so he said, holy shit. And then Zach, uh, was it Zach Penn goes, you just won the day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who All do, right. Who do we have next? Uh, we'll start with the kids. Uh, uh, it's Win. I'm totally going to butcher this. Morisaki and Philip Zhao. Uh, two very enthusiastic kids. All right. Here we go. Very nice to meet you. Oh, very nice, <laughs> very to, nice meet to meet you. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I consider myself an ultimate geek, mm-hmm. and I'm curious if you had to choose a movie, a band, and a video game that you're an ultimate geek of, what would you choose? A uh, movie. Avengers of Tintin Band, Prismex. <laughs> and... Um, Video game NBA 2K18. Okay, uh, movie Catch Me If You Can. The band, my band, Prismax. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, no bias whatsoever. Trust me. <laughs> yes, thank you. And the mu- uh, sorry, music? No, no, no. Game. Game. Game is uh, Winning Eleven. I think we can all consider that Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg is one of the greatest directors of yes. all time. What is it so special about working with him on a set? He's well, so kind. If, yeah, and whenever yeah. he walks into the room, he knows he changes the mm. mood, <laughs> and he like he disarms you, kind of like what Lena said yesterday during the round tables, and he makes you feel comfortable, and you're like part mm-hmm. of his family. Exactly. We're working on this project together. Yeah, we were like a big family on stage, right? Hugs, hugs, hugs. Yeah, and hugs. Yeah, he loves hugs. Lots of hugs. (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of a movie that you need to watch multiple times, especially I was taking notes last night, and I'd look down and look up and know that I missed probably 100 Easter eggs. I'm curious if there's one Easter egg in there that you guys like personally. I know what he's going to say. Starts with a G. Yeah, that's it. Gundam. Gundam. Nice. Yes, Gundam's really nice. You know, and uh, Mecha Godzilla. Fighting with the Gundam. Yeah. It's a big dream in Japan. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Mine, Iron Giant, I think it's yeah. much better than Gundam. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loves Iron Giant. <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to choose your avatar mm-hmm. from any movie or video game character, Ooh. who would you choose to go in there as? Oh, I'm gonna... Choose myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you love yourself. I, yeah, I'm free. <laughs> I would consider myself mm-hmm. attractive. So. Um, <laughs> Let's just say we're not going to take any risks here. We're just going to play it safe, you know? <laughs> exactly. I would be a Doraemon. It's a, it's a Japanese anime. Oh, okay. Yeah, cat robot. Oh, the yeah, blue, yeah. The little one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he has a, he has a pocket yeah. on his stomach. And, uh, you know, like, you can, you can pull out. Yeah. Everything. Nice. <laughs> the film's got probably one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Mm-hmm. This, this, you made like some 80s songs. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I recognize Van Halen's Jump. Oh, that's a good and one. And I felt so proud of myself. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my God. I said to this to myself, I was like, oh my God, I'm so smart. Look at me. I'm a real gunter now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Veer says Jump, what was your favorite song being there? Uh, mine is uh, Hole and Arts. Oh, Hall and yeah. Oates. Oates. Yeah. How do you pronounce, sorry? Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Pleasure meeting you guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Thank you. You guys have a great day.
All right. There yes, they are enthusiastic. Uh, the next one, Lena Waithe, I think is how you pronounce that name. She's a writer and producer mainly in Hollywood. But uh, if you actually, I she's like one of those people you talk to and you're like, I could talk to you for hours. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's a geek. Like she just has. We had a great time. All right. It's absolutely pleasure to meet you. So good to meet you. Thank you. Um, in this film, like I, it's all about geekness, I think, and I, and I consider <laughs> yeah. myself an ultimate geek. I'm a geek too. Good. I was going to ask you, what do you consider yourself an ultimate geek of? TV. And okay. movies, yeah. um, and award shows. Uh, <laughs> my fiance teases me because she's like, "It's weird." Like she's like, "You're in this business, but you're still a fan of it." Sure. And I, I don't know how not to be. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I refer to the Oscars as the big show. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I literally go to the movies very often, and people always ask me, like, "Hey, so you write for television and you make movies? What do you like to do for fun?" I say, "Watch TV and go to the movies." Sure. I really think it, it's the best thing in the world, <laughs> and I'm I'm a person that geeks out over Ready Player One. Even though I'm in it, I, sure. I, I still think it's a fun movie, and it's a movie I'd go see yeah. multiple times, even if I wasn't involved. Absolutely. I mean, speaking of multiple times, like I was watching it last night. I'm taking notes, and I know oh, when I looked man. down for three seconds, I missed a hundred Easter eggs. You gotta go see it again. <laughs> of course. <man. laughs> I was curious. Uh, in all the spectrum of, of every Easter egg that's in there, is there one that just kind of makes you giggle? Um, well, I really like um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reference, which is like a super quick pop. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was, you know, look, I was, I was born in '84, so. I grew up seeing the original ones, sure. and I still like those movies. I, I, I think they're fun. I think they're cheeky. I, I, I don't think they take themselves too seriously. Yeah. And I think if you go back and rewatch them, yeah. they still kind of hold up. They're, they're still not bad. Fun. So I'm happy that Stephen paid a little homage to those guys. Yeah. I have to actually just because that's a personal question. What's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Um, you know what? I'm gonna say Leonardo. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, a Raphael I, I, guy. That's a great. That's a good question though, because very few people, you know, remember like the colors of the band and all that kind of stuff. Of course, so, they were all red in the comic books, though. They were all red in the comic books. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Well, yeah. that well, maybe that's smart for the you know change it up for the for the movie <laughs> so we can differentiate. There you go. It was like red, purple, blue, and green. I think. Uh, no, no, it couldn't have been orange. Green. Orange. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. To to <laughs> Michelangelo. Come on, that's right. You know what's up. <laughs> I think we're. Can, I think we can all agree that Steven Spielberg is one of the greatest directors of all time. Of all time. And I'm curious, what is it like working with him on set, the, the, the energy that he brings to it? I mean, here's the deal. He It all starts from, I think, the director sets the tone, you mm-hmm. know, of any set. And the reason why I think his sets are so fun is because he's so fun. Yeah. I always say he's just happy to be alive. Yeah. And that's how you feel when you walk on set. I mean, it's also very familial. His wife was on set a lot. Mm-hmm. I got to meet um, some of his kids. Sure. His dad came to set, oh, wow. uh, which was great. And then, But then the other side of it is like George Lucas came to swing, swung <laughs> by or Tom Cruise came by one day to say hello. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson uh, came by the set one day. So you kind of get both sides of it. But the truth is, is like, it's all very comfortable. I mean, these are, these are genuinely his friends. He's yeah. known George Lucas for a very long time <laughs> and um and so you don't feel like oh a star is on set you sure. feel like oh this is one of steven's friends in there yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the cut like talking about the new technology and, and uh trading war stories so yeah. he really does create a wonderful vibe and also too because most of the people that were on our crew he's worked with for like literally decades sure. i'm not exaggerating no. so there's a wonderful shorthand amongst him and his crew and and we just sort of felt like we were part of the family which is really nice yeah uh the film takes place in the year 2045 yeah. i'm curious of uh, any technology that's in the movie that you personally would love to see in the year 2045. Oh man. I think I really liked was was the the, the visors, the goggles yeah. uh, where you can put them on and, and escape. Yeah. Uh, but the tough thing is I would have to learn a lesson that I think Parsons will learn which is sometimes you got to take the goggles off a little bit and just <laughs> live in your real life because sure. you can, you know, you can drown a little bit yeah. if you're not careful. Uh, but that just seemed really freaking cool. And then my last question is uh, my friends and I are really big into like, geek tattoos. Oh nice. And I was curious if you got a geek tattoo what would you get? 
Hmm. You know what's here's interesting because this is a real thing I'm thinking about getting. Um, in The Lion King, okay. there's a villain. Sure. The villain Scar. is Scar. <laughs> and there's a sort of, there's a lot of theories about Scar that he is um, a part of maybe, say, the queer community. Because okay. he's a little effeminate. He's got the eyeshadow going. Gotcha. He's got the, the wrist happening. Uh, and, I, and I feel like I want to celebrate Scar. So I've always thought about getting a bit of a Scar tattoo. There you go. Um, I don't, maybe on my arm or something like that. <laughs> my, my, I'm sure my publicist or something would be like very nervous about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm totally chewing on that. So awesome. that's just a real a real thought process I'm going through right now. There you go. Absolute pleasure to meet so you. So good to meet you. Yeah. Man. Thank you. And there we go. Now for the villains. We'll do Ben Mendelsohn. Professional movie villain. Yeah. <laughs> and you should fly that flag, Ben Mendelsohn. Right. You're uh, so good at being a bad guy. He's uh, He was a uh, Rogue One. Yes. Yeah, that's many people know. But Hannah John Kamen is going to be a villain very soon. Mm-hmm. She's She's ghost. That's right, in yeah. the Ant-Man and the Wasp. You can't see it. If you want to see the video aspect of this, because I said, no, you guys have both played villains, and you got one coming up. And she like, starts smiling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's, she's <laughs> oh, she's on Killjoy's, Lee says. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So there you go, the villains. All right. It's a pleasure meeting both of you. Uh, I consider myself an ultimate geek, and I'm curious, what would you consider yourself an ultimate geek of, whether it's a movie or a band or anything? Boy. I'm a, I mean, I'm a bit of a music geek, but, okay. you know, and it, it covers a few different bands and genres and stuff like that. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a movie geek. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an old kind of Hollywood movie geek. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys both, uh, you know, villains in this. Uh, you played villains in the past. I think you've got something coming up mm-hmm. soon. Uh, I'm curious, what would you consider uh, the qualities of a really good villain? I think the qualities of being a, a really good villain is being a hundred percent right in what you're doing <laughs> and dedicated in what you're doing. Sure. Because if it's right or wrong, you do, you're doing it, <laughs> and there's a reason why you're doing it. So I think it, there's a, there's a dedication there. Sure. I I agree. Yeah. I think <laughs> play them like the, I mean you know she said it. You know you basically play them like they're the good guy. Yeah. I think we can all agree that Steven Spielberg is probably one of the greatest directors of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what is it unique about him coming on set and the energy that kind of changes when he arrives? He has such a presence. Yeah. Like, you just, he's there and, <laughs> you know, you're always having these pinch me moments of, oh my God, am I, am I really here? Is this <laughs> happening? Um, but it's actually, it's, it's that like giddiness verse as well as feeling so calm and free to be able to play sure. and and have fun. That's the most important thing is, you know, and there's not once you come home and go, I had a really bad day at work today. <laughs> You're coming home and going, holy hell, what ha- wow, that was so much fun. I want to do it again. And then you do. It's great. Get up and go to work again. <laughs> is there something that brought it to you when he comes on set? or? Oh, look, he has, um, you know, the, the thing you don't expect is he's kind of, finding it as he goes along so it's got an enormous energy to it sure but um he you know you're doing it with him and that's yeah. what you don't expect you sure. don't expect to actually be doing it with him yeah mm-hmm. and that's kind of really inspiring yeah. when i'm watching the movie last night you know i'm taking notes i know when i look down i probably miss at least 100 200 sure. Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gone. Gone. <laughs> so i'm gonna have to go see it again obviously yeah. uh, and again and again and again, <laughs> and again. <laughs> probably buy the blu-ray deposit 
Um, and I'm curious, is there, I know it's gonna be hard, but if there's one Easter egg in this movie that you could choose that just kind of made you laugh a little bit or brought happiness to you, what was that Easter egg? Uh, look, there's a bunch of Easter eggs that make me happy in this movie. I mean, look, one of them that, that everyone's seen, I love seeing Freddy jump up, you know, and start to attack and just get boom, 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 blown away um, to a, you know, so you don't have to worry about that nightmare on Elm Street, or do you? Um, I don't think he's dead yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved um, I loved the Chucky doll oh, right. moment. I mean, the Chucky doll moment <laughs> I was terrified growing up about the dolls. Like, I, I don't like dolls. Um, I like Barbie dolls, but not Chucky dolls. Um, and also the DeLorean. And also just the, the music as well. Like, the Saturday Night Fever moment. Yeah, right. I loved that. <laughs> I loved that yeah. film. Yeah. I love the Saturday Night Fever too, as well. It's both really good films. <laughs> and then one of the things my friends I love to talk about are geek tattoos. I'm curious if you ever got a geek tattoo, what would you get? <laughs> I, I mean, look, I would probably go something that's very obscure to the rest of the world. But if I had to, I would go for a lunic one, and only Australians will know what that's about. But there you go. That would be my geek tattoo <laughs> if I was going to get one. I think I would get a quote from a, a movie like, here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> that would be old school movies. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Absolute pleasure meeting awesome. you guys. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you. There you go. All right. Well, apparently Steven Spielberg was too busy for me. Too busy. Yeah. He only was there for two hours. <laughs> well, you've, you've interviewed him I would him before, never call so. him a bastard. <laughs> you've interviewed him before. So. But uh, the two ones uh, that I did get to talk to, Ty Sheridan and Olivia Cook, you know her from uh, Bates Motel. Oh, that's right. I love it because they try to make her ugly with an oxygen tank. They give her an oxygen tank and glasses. And then in, uh, in Ready Player One, she has a birthmark on her eye. She's ah. like, I'm hideous. I'm like, ah. shut up. <laughs> they do this to her in everything that she does. They try to make her ugly just by putting glasses on her. And Doesn't... you know what still makes me surprised every time? When someone's British. Yeah. And oh, I don't know. Surprise, yeah. <laughs> As I was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I was like, oh. <laughs> Here we go. Absolute pleasure meeting both of you. Uh, I'm, I'm a, consider myself a huge geek. And obviously this movie is made for the geeks. And I'm curious, if you had to consider yourself a huge geek of something, whether it's a particular movie or a band, what would you choose? Musical theater. <laughs> Just musical theater soundtracks, yeah. I think. <laughs> that would be my geek out moment. I could I could actually say music. Sure. I mean, I'm, I always, when oh, I was like 15. you so cool. <laughs> When I was 15 or 16, I had like an obsession. All I did was just, I just played my guitar for like a year straight. That's all I did. So music and sports, really, I guess. As we were watching this movie last night, I'm taking notes and I, and I look down and I know that I missed probably like 300 Easter eggs on the screen. So I'm going to have to go see it. Like so does everyone. 15 yeah, more times. so did we. Is yeah. there a particular Easter egg? I know there's a, thousands of them in there, but one that just kind of touched you that made you laugh or giggle. That I think Chucky's a good moment. That's a good Chucky's one. Chucky's a really yeah. good moment. I guess Chucky is, you know, I don't want to really spoil it. I mean, I, he's used as a weapon. Sure. Mm -hmm. but, and he comes up in a moment in the film, which is really <laughs> surprising. And funny. Yeah, there's so many Easter eggs. I think one for me was um, Beetlejuice. You're, he's only in for like a second sure. that blink and you miss him. Yeah. But um, just how photorealistic yeah. he is. I think we can all agree that Steven Spielberg is probably one of the greatest directors ever. I think and, the greatest. And I, and I think, uh, what's, what's it like for you guys to have that kind of creative energy on a set? And what, you know, how does it change the, the tone and the shift of, of a set going on? The, I mean, you, you you get on set and the respect that he commands just because he is such a genius and also one of the most kind, generous people I've ever met sure. um, is is astounding and also really inspiring as well. Yeah. No, there's, I mean, I always say that he's, you know, when he's speaking on his set, there's not one person that's not tuned in and listening. Sure. No one's talking over him. No one has the back turn. Um, and he just has a, a quality of... Uh, a great leader, and in 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 that he, it's it's a very graceful quality, and he has a 
an essence about him that is um, that is so elegant. And yeah. and he, Lena Waithe said, on asking when she was asked to describe what it was like to work with Stephen, she said, "He's a giant that doesn't make you feel small." Oh wow! I thought that was That's a really perfect. good way to put it. <laughs> uh, one of the great things of this world that you know he's kind of created on on the screen is technology, and like you know where we've advanced in the year two thousand forty-five. What's something that you guys would love to see come to real uh, to reality in the year two thousand forty-five? Hovercraft. Perfect. Hoverboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I probably won't happen, but um, <laughs> flying cars. <laughs> Those are just a bad idea. Um, <laughs> bowling space. Warp. Space oh, warp. Space warping. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you had you know, to choose an avatar for your oasis for yourselves, uh, it could be a video game character or a movie character, who would you choose for yourself? What, what character would you choose? I'd want to be um, something that was animal-like, like part fish, <laughs> okay. part bird, um, <laughs> with tons of hair, I think. <laughs> A mad science creation. Yeah, Frankenstein <laughs> yeah. together. Mm, maybe I would say, uh, geez, I don't know. I think the Iron Giant is pretty cool. It's one of my favorite movies ever, and now he's, you know, he's in Ready Player One, yeah. which is Brad Birdman. Yeah, I know, a genius. <laughs> Absolute pleasure meeting you guys. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank you so much. Too. Thank you. Love you to have, meet you. Have a great day. All right. Oh, I like her. I Ready like Player her. One. All right, Ready Player One. Uh, Let's see. Oh, well, thank you for staying till the end of the podcast, and we'll see you next week.